My name's Owen, I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Hello everyone, my name's Jared. I'm playing the uh, character of Thrain, Path of the Giant Barbarian, and he is seeking um, to learn about his heritage of the uh, Frost Giants. Hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldering Druid. Hi, I'm Matt, I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlin. Hi guys, my name's Simon, I'm playing the character of Ember. He wants to be a master of wildfire, but does he have the skills to be best one? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. My character is Harry Harrington the Herringon, a roguish merchant with a heart of gold. Hello! Hello, everyone! Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives for Return of the Giants. We are super excited to be back playing the premiere homebrew campaign over at the Lost Archives. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. Now, um, I just wanted to say thank you everyone once again who came and joined us last Monday for the Talk Like a Pirate Day one-shot that we did over at Corsair's Cove. Um, it was absolutely buckets of fun. If you were wanting to watch it and you weren't un you weren't able to join us live, I've got some awesome news. The VOD is up on YouTube. You can just go to YouTube at Corsair's Cove or just search Corsair's Cove in the search bar. It'll come up. I'll also chuck a link down as the pinned comment. If you want to watch the uh, the one shot that I hosted and Dave, who is joining us tonight, Dave was playing it. It was absolutely loads of fun. Um, it was given the title of No One's Beaching Anyone Off by Josh, which I uh, I think is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so pretty happy with that title. I think I'd called the, the one shot Accursed Plunder, but his title's way better. Um, so yeah, if you, if you wanted to go watch that, you can now. It is over at Corsair's Cove. Um, the other announcement I have to make is if you are a Brisbaneite and you happen to be living in Brisbane or you happen to be in Brisbane um, on the 14th and 15th of October, you should definitely come and join me at the Collector's Market. Um, I'm going to be playing a live D&D &D session on the 14th, uh, roughly, I think it's about 10, 11 a.m. We're still sort of nutting out the exact time that we'll be starting. Um, it's going to be at Distillery Road Market over at Eagleby. So that's only 16 days away, the 14th. So it's very, very close. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be a player in a campaign. I will be dressed up in cosplay as my character, a tiefling sorcerer. Um, I have all of the components. I got some fake sharp teeth that like adhere onto your canine teeth. Although Alice did make the funny observation that I they don't really add that much because I've got quite pointy canine teeth anyway. Um, I got some contact lenses. <laughs> I got some horns. I got some like leather braces i've got like a linen tunic i'm i'm going for it i got like a, a like a spell casting focus it's gonna be great so if you do happen to live in brisbane please come and check it out the uh, the collector's markets is an awesome event by itself without me there performing it's gonna be super fun with me there performing um so make sure you come along if you happen to be there I'm going to stick around after the show and just wander around checking out all the amazing cool stuff that's going to be on display at the markets. Come and say hi. If you see me and you recognize me, just tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, Owen, I watch the show. I'd love to chat because I would love to catch up with you guys. I'm going to be there for an hour or two afterwards, just hanging out and checking out what's on store. And I would love to say hi. So if you do happen to be there, please come and say hi. It'd be awesome to catch up. Um, that's the only real news I have. Oh, um, next week. There are no sessions next week at all. I'm sorry. I am away Rain. on holiday. Yeah, I know. I'm away on holiday um, and I have not yet trained the AI replacement for me. Um, I don't know what it is, but he keeps saying hello, 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 hello and gets stuck on that. So I'll figure out those kinks. And when that is ready to rock and roll, I will be able to replace myself with an AI. But 
It's not ready yet. So is, if, is, uh, is your AI name Owenbot or is it, what, what would you call it? I was calling it Owen AI. That's like a joke on OpenAI, but um... maybe, yeah. Oh, look, we'll, we'll workshop that too. It needs to work on that. Uh, so I will be away next week, which means there will be no sessions. I'm working on some fun little episodes to pop out on YouTube. Um, someone in the Discord suggested I go and have a look at The Wandering Village again because it has recently been updated. So I might try and record some stuff uh, maybe tomorrow or Friday because um, I loved The Wandering Village. It's a really, really fun indie game, very Studio Ghibli vibes. And I had a lot of fun playing it when it first came out in Early Access. And there's been three major patches and updates since I last played it. So I might jump back in and record some stuff and that way there's some cool content to check out. And it was a really fun game even in early access and it's still in early access but i think there's been a lot more stuff added so i think i might chuck some stuff up with that next monday not next monday sorry the monday after october 16th also happens to be halloween our curse of strad campaign will be going ahead with a special halloween themed one shot um we had a really cool suggestion from the chat uh and from a comment on youtube saying that we should do a curse of strad one shot Halloween one-shot where all of the players suddenly find themselves as Blinsky dolls inside his like store and have to try and like escape and get back to their bodies after being like essentially becoming possessed dolls. I think that's hilarious. So I've started writing some stuff for that and designing a map that looks like a giant store. I think we're going to do it. Uh, it's going to be loads of fun. So if you, if you think that'd be really fun and you think I should do it, please leave a comment below or let us know on the discord. Um, I'm very tempted. I think it's really funny. <laughs> it should be lots of fun. Would you be keen as to play uh, uh, to play Luther as a, as essentially like a tiny doll of himself? It does sound fun, but Luther hates that shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe and he that's hates the, the person who resides there. So that's going to be fun. Uh, oh, we've got to check a comment. And what would you do if someone in similar D and D outfit meets you and starts casting spells on you or something? Oh, is this at the collector's market? I'd probably start. Casting spells back. Maybe if I fill my pocket with glitter, I can reenact that meme where the guys discover that body and <laughs> tried to raise him from the dead using glitter. That's hilarious. That'd be quite fun. I could just like throw pocket glitter. Maybe it would be funny if you're just walking through and start getting hit by hacky sacks and they're just like sitting there like casting spells. Yeah. Thunderbolt. Hello. Matt. Hello. Oh, Matt. You're there. You can hear me. We Yay. can hear him. But we can't see Ooh. you. That's yeah, okay. I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we will we will take each and every um, each and every bit of progress as it comes in. Hey, I think, uh, <laughs> I think just the early. context, right? I'm, yeah. I'm using a a, a, P, a another laptop of mine that I haven't used for quite a while. Um, so I'm I'm just happy it's working. That's um that's a big tick. Um, but yeah. We're, we're working on the integrated uh, micro uh, camera. That's, uh, that's well, you sound step. good though. So it's yeah. Good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Can I insight check that? <laughs> I don't know if that was real. Um, so that's that's I, the map bot. That's the map bot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that one-shot idea for Curse of Stride comes courtesy to us from uh, the Crimson Lounge from YouTube, so I'd be very tempted to, to run that. I think that'd be lots of fun. So I'll keep you posted on that progress. Um, I think that's all the fun behind the scenes and extra stuff I had to share. I don't think there's any other announcements, just that we won't see you next week. I'm very sorry, but we will see you the week after. <laughs> it's pleased, I can, I'm, I'm pleased that I can hear someone upset about that. That sounded like someone either laughing or crying in the background, and I'll take it. Either either. I think it was laughing. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, then that's then that hurts. Um, 
Great. Well, hey, let's do our recap and jump into the session, hey? Unless there was anything else anyone else had to share or anything else we needed to announce that I haven't touched on. Nope. I think we're good. Jared, you weren't with us last week. You've caught up. I think you said before you've watched I did the... catch up today, yes. You'll notice you didn't miss too much. How did I go playing... Um, not Crassus. I keep wanting to say Crassus. How did I go playing <laughs> Thrain? <laughs> Pretty good overall, I think. Um, I think he probably would have been a little bit more in on the artifact, though. He probably would have not let that just drop so easily, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't want to steal mm. Harry's thunder on that one. That's um, fair enough. I, I was, was in the midst of causing it. absolute rabbit-fueled chaos. Chaos? <laughs> uh, we I, we do goal, need right? to... We do, yeah, how to go? We do need to re-record your intro at some point, Dave. To like, I'm a murder bunny who likes violence. <laughs> That's your that's intro. That's true. I would never kill an innocent. But, but hang on, how do you define innocent? Sounds like that's something you define. He was dealing in soul coins. Hold on. What happens if they were? Because you said you're like a Robin Hood type character. What happens if they were innocent but rich, and then there was one that was innocent and poor? How would you approach that? I said I would never um, kill. Um, I can rough someone up. <laughs> I could seriously maim them. Um, I can intimidate. And it depends how they came across their riches. Uh, yeah, if it was in the forest means. What if they had then, a small uh, loan of a million dollars from their father and they wanted to build a chain of crappy hotels around the US? I mean, um, the Ocean Empire. Uh, how would you... Harry would buy into that investment. <laughs> All right, well, that shows your uh, lack of sound financial savvy. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the session. Hey, I'll do our recap and we'll get going. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, oh a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember, and Thrain have been investigating the emergence of some ancient giant technology in the settlement of Laspire. After shutting down the devices, which were controlling and creating clockwork drones to disassemble the town, the team tracked the activation back to the nearby hill giant forts. After meeting with Chief Gunglot, the leader of this clan of hill giants, the party learns that the activation of the ancient giant tech had been accidental, the hill giants actually proving quite distrustful of the creations of the cloud and storm giants. With this mis miscommunication dealt with, the team was surprised to hear the hill giant clans, once united under one leader, had fractured following the death of the previous chief, now forming into three main groups. Chief Gunglot was keen to reunite the clans under one banner, ideally her own, and tasked the team with helping her break a centuries-old curse that was placed upon a dragon turtle called Mauler. Knowing that the conflict between the clans was almost unavoidable, Gunglot hoped to right the wrong committed by her father in banishing Mauler to the nearby swampland using a knithing, a type of necrotic curse. The party were flown to the afflicted land by the skald Bravi, no hill giant able to approach the land due to the nature of this curse. Tracking down Mauler to the centre of the swamp, the team learns the Nithing took the form of a vast undead monstrosity hidden in the dark swampland, a monstrosity known as a Barrowgast. After defeating the Barrowgast, the team were rewarded generously by Gunglot before making their way back to Laspire. Deciding to check in on Vice, a tiefling tavern owner who they suspected was involved with the trafficking of giant tech, the team confronted him about his dealings. Unfortunately, their attempts only served to get Vice on the defensive. However, Harry was able to shift this to an offensive when he stole a hidden item resembling a disc from Vice's basement. While it came very close... It, well, you don't know that. <laughs> it recovered. <laughs> While it came very close to violence, the situation was diffused and the team ended up leaving empty-handed. But not for long. Mira 
met up with the group outside the town having flown the guild airship, an air of decency, to pick up the team. After learning about the relic, Mira went back to patch things over with Vice and soon returned with the offending item. We left off last session as the team were making their way to the airship, ready to depart Las Bayou. Mira having recovered the item and then passed it over to, I believe, Harry? Had you taken it back? I think uh, you had. No. no? I, I didn't remember her handing it to me. I thought she oh. kept it. Oh, well then, as you, I mean, as you guys start walking down the main street toward the, the front gates, Mira leans over to you, Harry, passes over the artifact. Ah, here you go. I understand you were uh, interested in acquiring this from Vice. Uh, yeah, we were hoping to get it back to the um, original, the original owners. Hmm, might be tricky. Perhaps we should take it back and identify it, and then Lockie perhaps could take it to its rightful owners when he next passes by the Guildhall. Unless yep, you know who those people are now, and we could go straight to them. The the well, we thought the Hill Giants would know since they knew. The, uh, they, they had locked down and it was robbed, but um, yeah, who specifically? Um, I'm not sure at the moment. Hmm. The hill giants, this, this, you said they had a place that they locked things away. Is this one of the things you think they locked away? Um, it's a bit of speculation at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> Would they want it back or was it locked away for a reason? Well, I was thinking about giving it back so they could lock it away again for the reason they locked it in the first place. Hmm. Well, if they're just going to put it away, perhaps we could let Griswold have a look and see if there's anything useful on it first. And then, if it's all safe, pass it back to Loki and he can take care of it for us. Maybe give it back to the Hill Giants or find another secure location. Yep, yep. Do you want me to give it to Griswold, or would you want to give it to Professor no, Griswold? You, you can have it and look after it if you wanted to. I'm happy to let you hold it, keep it safe until we get back. Uh, Harry Harry takes it, and he, he looks after it like an egg. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Disc-shaped egg. A disc-shaped <laughs> egg. He definitely does not throw it like a frisbee. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. As you guys make your way towards the airship, you can see that the engines have remained powered on the airship, unable to land here due to the lack of airship docks. The hull of the ship is hovering probably about four or five meters off the uh, the surface of the farmland around it. The uh, top of the ship a little bit further away than that. The, the airship's being, um, I mean, you know an air of decency, I should say Lyra knows that an air of decency is only uh, two stories, the two internal um, floors, uh, two internal decks the upper deck being uh, sort of located right where the, the balustrades are at the top. So it's not a it's not an incredibly um, heavy ship in terms of its size and weight. And you also know that the, the actual height of it as well is a bit reduced because those floors are a little bit smaller as well. Hanging down from the side of the ship, you can see a rope ladder that has been uh, strung down and now affixed to the ground with these heavy wooden pegs. Standing next to the uh, the edge of the ladder, uh, down on the ground, just checking the pegs with a cautious kick every so often, you see a smaller figure. Um, bushy beard that's been well-groomed and combed, hair tucked into a long red hat that's almost conical in a way and folds back on itself with a symbol of what looks like a large daisy on the side, a um, xeranthinum, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. Um 
is a scarred gnome. You can see that his face is a crisscross network of scars that seem to travel down across his neck and even across onto his arms as well. The scars looking almost like claw marks for the most part. As Mira approaches, she gives a small wave to this figure who waves back and begins walking towards you guys with a bit of a jaunt in his step. Um, I think Wiltex, Wiltex had curly toed shoes as well, didn't he, Sai? <laughs> he had like the, yeah. He had the whole lot. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, <laughs> as this gnome walks up, um, gives a bit of a wave, smiles broadly, and you can see these very long, elongated canine teeth as he does so. Hey there, guys. Uh, I'm Wiltix. Nice to meet you. How you all doing? Lyra, good to see you again. Yo! You been keeping out of trouble? Mm, always? Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, nice to meet you guys. Wiltix, uh, member of the Tempest Guild. I do a lot of uh, reconnaissance and scouting ahead, so I haven't been around as much. So I'm sorry I missed you guys when you first popped by the Guild Hall, but... Uh, mostly wrapped up my mission for the moment and hoping to head on back and get a bit of an idea about where we're headed next. You joining us on the ship? As he uh, gestures back up towards the deck of an air of decency. Wait, we fly on that thing? We're not, we're not traveling by land? What? What? Much faster than walking. <laughs> yeah, Wiltix nods and goes, mate, if you want to walk, be my guest, but uh, these little legs, okay, they don't I move fast. Okay, I do that, then that's fine, no problem. No, 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 but I it's, probably gonna be, off. it's probably going to be quicker to, uh, well. It's okay, I do this all the time. <laughs> Wiltix looks Admittedly, back. he's actually never seen an airship. Thrain is not used to all this Yeah, Thrain fancy... probably hasn't seen an airship before. I haven't been to the cities. Thrain, I've only ever Thrain. been in like a live stronghold. Yeah, Niles now, now sort of goes to Thrain and goes, uh, Oh, but with this, we, you can fly like uh, like me. Uh, it'll be uh, very comfortable, and you'll be able to cover great distances. But where is the fun in that? You, I get to f go along and fight things, and it's fun. Oh, oh, but you, you missed the point, Thrain. You'll be able to fight things faster than what you could Wait, usually do. So what do you do when you're up there? Oh, you, train. Know, you can uh, have a look over the side. Wait. We could... We could train, train? Yes, that's yes, fine. Yes. That's, that I get. Okay, I... high, high, high altitude training, I hear, is uh, quite quite popular, and I believe that you might have the edge Ooh. on me, so it'd be good so, to. Uh... So with that, when you say the high altitude training, sort of Thrain sort of gets this like glint in his eye, and he's like, "Well, why didn't you say this? Let's go, let's come on." And he immediately starts climbing up the ladder <laughs> before anyone else. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Wiltic sort of watches Thrain climb up, looks back, and goes, "Does he remind you of Emric, or is that just me?" I don't know who this Emlick is, but it's it's whatever. He, he rides around on a green dragon now, so uh, he's been up to some shenanigans. No, so what you're saying is he sort of borrows from other people's other things. Strength. I, 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 I dwell in deep, and I find my own strength, not some dragon. <laughs> Mira sort of nods and smiles. Well, you're all welcome to come aboard and... We, as I said, we have some spare cabins for you if you wanted to uh, drop your your stuff off and your things and get settled. Um, I believe Corvin is cooking tonight, and he is pretty good when it comes to the uh, noodles, uh, he calls them. So it should be quite an, an entertaining dinner. It won't take us too long to get back to uh, Oxenfurt and to the Night Hall. And, uh, well, 
I'm hoping that uh, you will be impressed with some of the changes that we've made. Hmm? Excited to see. Mm, I think just before, just before we, um, before Mira sort of climbs up the rope ladder to sort of go up onto the ship, I think Lara might try and sort of, um, like, oh, Mira, uh, just before we climb up, um, can I just yes. have like a, a really quick word? It's of course. Bit, uh, and it's like making sure that we're sort of out of earshot uh, shot of like the ship in general and yeah. sort of the crew on it. It's like, hey, so uh, this, I didn't really get a chance to sort of uh, take it across in a message, but you know, you see how we got like handstone thing, right? Yes. Well, we, I was we going to chat. ask about those. So we, um, it gives cool ass dreams. It's got some weird stuff to do with giants and stuff. And um, I think the others might be able to explain it a little bit better, but before, uh, I guess what I wanted to say is um, I'm a little bit worried about Loki. I mean, so there was, you know, this sort of entity thing in the stones and, um, you know, he was sort of talking to us and, you know, he wants to rejoin the, or get power over the um, the system or something. But, you know, we're not really sure if we entirely believe it. But one of the things that I guess we did kind of believe is that he mentioned that pretty much all of the giant technology and constructs have sort of experienced some kind of corruption, glitch, um, just something in general. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that you know, maybe Loki's sort of maybe immune from it because he has like the cool like chest thing. But I guess what I'm getting at is I'm worried about him. Like Yes, I understand your concern. It's funny you bring this up. I was going to talk to you about this at some point soon, Lyra. Loki has been acting a little erratically lately. The last time I met up with him, he seemed distracted, and his core was spinning in a way I've never seen before. I asked him, but he deflected quite, uh, quite successfully. I was going to ask if uh, you would have a chance to speak with him when we return. The uh, Storm's Redoubt is not too far from Oxenfurt at the moment, and I was hoping that we could take you maybe to see Loki and Sinmare and ask about these strange devices in your hands. I definitely think that'd be a good idea. Um, yeah, I guess with the, the change to Loki's core, is it something that sort of happened gradually ever since the um, the giants returned, or is it sort of was there some other sort of catalyst, and it's happened somewhat recently? Oh, it's hard to know. I only noticed it in the last two or three weeks, which would match up with the timeline of Loki becoming slash creating that portal that allowed giants through. I suspected something, maybe the strain of the magic had caused problems? Not sure. He won't talk to me about it, unfortunately. He just says it's all okay and systems are normal, but I've heard Loki say that before. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just want to make sure he's okay. I'll have a talk to him, but I'm wondering if it maybe needs to be a talk that we have with Loki and Sinmare. I mean, she'd know better than anyone, right? I would think so. She has been rather distracted of late too, though. 
different reasons. The political situation with the giants is tenuous at best right now. Stone giants have been active underground. A whole section of the Shattered Isles, a whole island, caved in only a day or two ago. I was hoping I could uh, maybe send you and your team to investigate at some point in the next few days. It seems the stone giants have been doing some excavating in the Underdark. Um, at the Shattered moment, Isles of Shattered, huh? Well, <laughs> you could say that, yes. <laughs> mm. I've had Wiltix bringing back some reports as well. Uh, he's been up north investigating the frost and fire giants. Uh, seems uh, some of the volcanoes have reactivated, have, have caught fire once again, their flame reignited. Um, we think the fire giants might be forging something. We're not sure what. Yeah, we were kind of thinking, I guess this is sort of one to have a chat about when we're back up on the ship with the rest of the team, but um, we were thinking it might be worth our while going north um, sooner rather than later because old uh, stony, quartzy, culty McFace, um, well, we, we think he might be able to sort of reincarnate or maybe change bodies. We're not entirely sure, but mm. if he's going north to whatever the hell these hand dude, constructy dudes want... Um, well, I mean, if he gets there first, it might not be the greatest outcome for the rest of us. Mm, I think maybe we should have a debrief, talk about what you've learned, and make a decision as a team. I think it's a good idea. Wonderful. Well, let's get underway. No time like the present, eh? Mm -hmm. Oh, and Mir, thanks for coming to come get us oh, and, you know, helping out with the, the dude. And the, the artifact. Mira reaches out, opens both her arms, the red side and the white side scales sort of glittering in the sunlight as she reaches forward to give you a hug, Lyra. Lyra gives her a biggest hug, like big ass bear hug, lifting her off the ground if she can. Yeah, Mira is much short. as you remember. The silver side of her draconic scales cold to the touch, the fire side, the red side warm. But there's definitely a an intensity in that temperature change even more so than you remember, Lyra. As you, as you hug her for a second, your arm on the cold side feels warm, so cold that it almost burns for a second. And on the hot side, it feels so hot, it almost freezes for a second. There's this kind of inverse of temperature just for a moment. And then suddenly the temperature drops as Mira pulls you in for the hug. I reckon we could totally make some awesome, like self-centered uh, climate control with your new scales. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, seem to have uh, my affinity for the elements has uh, grown in recent weeks. Uh, I think the uh, energy that we were exposed to at the Dragon's Well has, uh, well, deepened my connection. I think it's awesome. It it's not causing its... you any, you know, difficulties. It has its perks. Uh, like this, for instance. And you watch as Mira kind of shifts... <laughs> her back a little bit, and you watch as one white and one red wing emerge from each side of her back, sprouting these large draconic wings. As she flaps them, she rises a little bit off the ground, and then lowers, and the wings shrink back in and disappear. Oh, that's cool! That's pretty cool, yes. Can you, like, can you, like, full-on fly, or, like, is it just kind of, like, a little bit of hovering at the moment? Like, is it tiring? It looks like it'd be really tiring. 
Uh, it's not as tiring as you would think, and I did get some flying lessons from Yerveth. Ooh, I wonder if Crassus might be able to give you some pointers. He flies all the time. Not Crassus, oh fuck. <laughs> Niles! <laughs> oh, yes, Niles. I, sh I should ask Niles. Well, let's get on the ship and make our way back, hey? And with that, Mira climbs the rope ladder with you. The rest of you, as Lyra pulls Mira aside for a quick debrief. Thrain, you are the first up the ladder. As you get onto the deck of the ship, the first person you see standing there holding a barrel over one arm uh, and a stein in the other that she's drinking from is a Maloran orc. Probably about six and a half feet tall, long black hair braided into these um, almost like flowing braids that move down and then are tied together at the back of her head. You can see that the tattoos across her body are intricate and varied. Um, at her, above her heart, on the left-hand side, you can see what is clearly a map of her home city, whichever um, floating island city she came from. But interestingly, all across her body are a numerous a network of deeds, including what looks like two manticores striking down at the deck of a ship while she helps bravely fend them off with some other figures you don't recognize. As you get up on deck, Grisha finishes her stein of beer. Welcome aboard. What's your name? Huh? Um, before I have a chat with her, um, yeah. being up in the north, is Drifthaven up in the north? Yeah, Drift, Drifthaven, Drifthaven, the way the currents kind of move it, it hasn't been too far from the north for a while now. It, the currents are now taking it back down south, but while you guys right. were there... While your characters were there, it was right up near the north. So right around the time Thrain would have been leaving his enclave. Drifthaven yep. wouldn't have been too far. For you to get to Nostea, sorry, not Nostea, for you to have, to get to the mainland of Oceia, you probably would have had to have taken a ship that would have either stopped off at Drifthaven to resupply or dropped you at Drifthaven until you could get a new, yep. a new ship. Because I, I know the Goliaths have some dealings with the dwarves. Do they have yeah. any dealings with the orcs? Yeah, I, I'd say that especially for the Frost goliaths the ones up in the north who live across the tundra probably you'd have more to do with the um the maloran orcs than you would do the dwarves i mean balmy is a long way from the north pole but Drifthaven moves very close i mean almost right to the edge of the sea ice um, cool yeah so you would have you would have um, encountered maloran orcs before you would be familiar with them and their culture because cool, because i thought Drifthaven was up north so perfect yes. um, when i get yeah, up yeah. i'm gonna say in orc oh um, you speak orcish I do. I nice. have Orc and a few others. Um, I look at her and go, Ah, lovely to meet you. I'm Thane. Um, lovely to see another Maloran Orc around. Uh, I myself am from up north. I say this in Orc, however yeah. that sounds. She looks genuinely surprised. And as she sort of like, you watch as her mouth opens a little bit, her tusks sort of pull back in surprise. Huh. It's pretty rare to see a, uh, see a mainlander speak Orc. Well, up north, you've been Wait, at Drifthaven. Am I a mainlander? Am no. I a mainlander? No, you're from, you're from, from the north. <laughs> no, I'm not from the mainland. I'm from up north. Specifically, Thrain, you're most likely from either the sea ice itself or from Northgard, the, the grouping of islands that are kind of perpetually right, locked in the permafrost. Hold on, the I actually put that. Um, Giant's Fingers Mountain Range. Oh, so you're probably... Then that you are from Balmia then. So if you wanted to be from the Giant's Fingers... I think that's more where the stone goliaths tend to be from. I think we put that when we were figuring out. Hey, look, that's fine. That's fine. I'm happy to switch it up if that I'll needs to be. I'll that's shift you to Northgard just because it makes way more All sense right. for you to be I'll there. I'll just 
let's retcon that. I'll just quickly change that. Oh, I'll just do it later. Yeah. Um, perfect. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you're not a mainlander. You're from Northgard, the, the noble isles permanently locked in frost at the uh, the far north of the world. But yeah. So I, I, I booming voice shout, you know, laughing. Uh, I'm not from. <laughs> I'm not from the uh, mainlands up north. Um, Northgard. Oh, sorry. My mistake. Sorry. Grisha, nice to meet you. As she holds out a nice to meet you too. strong hand to shake yours. Oh, no, I'm doing predator handshake. Oh, predator. She she joins predator in. Predator handshakes uh, everyone. <laughs> predator handshakes everyone. Okay, that's good to know. The the clasped forearms approach. She yeah, not so joins great. in. She She's absolutely happy to happy to join in. What was your athletics? 10. Oh, um, my God. She rolled a 16. Um, Thrain. Grisha is strong. This woman... She is, she is very strong. She would be a worthy opponent to wrestle. Oh, you know, not much to do up here. We should, um, we should train together. I'm sure I can learn a bit of you. Yeah, you could probably <laughs> learn a thing or two, but I worry I might break you, little twig man. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. Great, I'd like to give it a go. Let me finish my duties. Once, once the ship's underway, I'll meet you on the deck. Perfect, I look forward to it. Good. She gives you a playful punch on the arm. After food, though, of course. I'm very hungry. Oh, yeah, and drinks. I'm not fighting you on an empty stomach unless I've had at least oh, three beers. Even better. As as better. there's this moment, she like looks at it. She looks deep in your eyes. Thrain gives you a little wink, and then <laughs> it's over to finish putting down this barrel. <laughs> no, I completely missed the cue. Grisha, Grisha's a simple woman. There's uh, still a better love story than Twilight. Thank you, chat. <laughs> it's good to see that meme hasn't died. No, I will say. Um, Frame does not pick up on social cues. That's a flaw, so he completely ignores that. Cool. Yeah, that's all right. Is something in your eye? You got sand or dirt in it? You okay? Yeah, I'm all good. Okay, that's good to hear. You're not going to be. You're not going to be good in a minute. (laughs) Uh, Good. I like bit of spirit, bit of heart. It's good. Bit. I'm more than you can handle, baby. She gives you a bit of a look. Grisha. Goes right over his head. Great. Grisha then takes a, <laughs> takes the barrel and is over placing it down. As Mira gets to the top of the ladder, Grisha leans in and goes, off "Looking oh, for cool. the kitchen." Don't, I perfect. You don't even hear this then. For the rest of you, as Mira walks up the ladder, probably Lyra, Harry, and Ember and Niles would hear this. As Mira gets to the top of the ladder and dusts off her hands, Grisha leans in and goes, "It's a nice cut of meat you brought me." <laughs> Mira goes bright red on her fireside and this like blue blush on her silver side. <laughs> Grisha, I've discussed this with you. You need to stop harassing the strong people that we bring on this ship. Hey, we're just going to have a wrestle. See what happens after that, eh? As Grisha then heads over and picks up another barrel and begins moving it off to the side. Mira turns back as, I am sorry for that. Um, Oh, she has become rather incorrigible lately. I think uh, we haven't been getting enough action and she's a bit bored. <laughs> well, she certainly hasn't been getting enough action. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny. I didn't think of that. And I also don't think that Mira would have thought of that as she said it. That's perfectly in keeping with character with Mira. Mira, like, as you guys all immediately said that, Mira just sort of pauses and goes, Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'm, I'm going to go and check the charts. Oh, oh it's, it's all good. It's fine. Let's blow off some steam. And, we need to and talk about the more. recruitment as well. These new people need to get signed on for insurance purposes. <laughs> she gives you a smile. And, and business cards. Oh, wasn't business that all cards. part of the induction? Yes, we'll do. We can do the induction once we get to the night hall. 
Oh, I thought. Oh, I oh. thought we were all done with the with the induction. Oh, didn't know there was We've more. We've done our induction, but. Oh, by the way, last last session, Thrain would not. He would have been confused with the yet again the the card that he was he received. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That's funny. Okay, well, let's get everything underway then. As Mira moves off, Wiltix, who's gotten to the top of the ladder as well, leans back and gives you gives you guys a bit of a warm smile. So, here you guys have been getting into trouble, hey? What have you been up to? It's, it's not so much that we've been getting into trouble, it's that trouble has been finding us. You know, I always said that, but it was never true when I said it either. Uh, it's well, definitely true this time. I will yes. I will say, as you guys are speaking about trouble, you probably hear Thrain sort of booming in the kitchen. Where is the meat? I'm looking for meat. Mead? Where is oh. it? He, 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 that's he probably actually, booming out. So that's yeah. no, he, trouble he, right he, there. He literally, like, he is the trouble. He came, he came right through the door when we were in... Uh, in the spire, but he is a good fella. So, do you reckon I should tell him that we keep the stores on the lower deck, or do we just keep that to ourselves? Uh, d- d- how how uh, much do you value Once. the stores? I, I, did a bit of, I did a bit of hunting before I, I jumped back up with uh, with Mira and uh, the, the the ship. I, I had a few I had a few elk deer or two. This weird moose thing as well. I think we've moose got enough food. We'll be we'll be okay. Yeah, it was a big old uh, moose. It had like these really large horns. I think it was a dire moose. Looks like it escaped from the Feyrar, Feywild, maybe Feyrealm. It wasn't white, was it? No, no, it killed three people though. So I figured I probably should take it down. That's um. Oh my, that's that's awful. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's probably about 15, 16 feet tall from like hoof to top of antler. Oh. He's a big boy. Uh, is this is this a normal occurrence, or is this um, is this just something that's happened recently? First time I've seen one. Had to go full wolf to take it out. Would Lyra oh. have seen any of those giant moose from the Feywild? Oh yeah, man, you would have seen most of the animals while Lyra was there. Yeah, the dire moose are terrifying creatures. Oh, dire moose! <gasps> you took it out on your own? No, I, I had to go full wolf. So, I mean. On your own as a full wolf? Yeah, 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 of course. Dang. Did I not tell you? Have we, when did we last catch up? I don't think I've told you about Fenris. Fenris? I found Fenris, the source of the wolf blood in Nostea. She's like a primordial being of some sort. She's kind of intense, but we worked out an understanding and I've got full control. Over all my transformations now. Oh, well, Is it like a warlock yeah. kind of thing? Uh, no, it's not like a bargain. Like I've, I don't have to do anything for her. Like she, it's hard to describe how she thinks. She, she is like a big wolf. So her, a lot of her like needs and desires are very like primordial. You understand? So it's, it's hunger, thirst, happiness, fear, anger. So I didn't really have to do much for her. I just had to prove myself as a as a a worthy recipient of her gift, which what was you have to do. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get into too much detail with that. It was kind of intense, but hey, it all worked out, and now I've got full control over my transformation. So that's Ooh. perfect. Like if the full moon comes up, I'm not going to accidentally tear your throats out. So good. So that would be good. Yeah, oh, I yes. think so too. I'm rather attached to my throat. Um, would, yeah, would hate to see that depart my body. 
do you have a throat? As Wiltix looks at you, Niles, with your... Because your owl head is perched almost like perfectly on your uh, shoulders. Yeah, I kind of like... <laughs> but I, I try to like look down, but realize I can't really move my head all that much. And I go, mm, to the point, actually. Uh, I, I think maybe in the, the scruff here, uh, he like tries to like get at his like neck, but can't really get at his neck because he doesn't really have one. Um, <laughs> hidden underneath the feathers. You, you definitely do have yeah. a neck as an owl, but it's just, it's very hard it's to spot hidden. where the yeah. head ends and the, the body begins. Um, you watch as Wiltix holds up a little small gnome hand and suddenly the hand and the arm begin growing in size, taking on this large claw-like appearance. Dark fur begins to sprout across the length of the arm as it grows even taller, longer, almost, uh, almost the length of Wiltix's full body just in his arm. And then he watches he closes his eyes and concentrates, and it comes back down into his normal gnome arm. I could do that everywhere, like all over. Oh. It would be so fluffy. Do you want to see? Ah! Yes. Uh, ooh. Okay. Sure. I might get told off by Mira. Last time I did this, she said that I was just showing off. But hey, let's have some fun. With that... Wiltix slowly begins to move down to all fours. As he does, he grows in size rapidly, moving from his, like, I think you were three and a half feet, weren't you, Sai, when you were playing Wiltix? Very uh-huh. short. Yeah. Yep. You quickly, very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, you quickly grow in size, the dark fur moving across your body, your um, outfit, the, the gears, the oligo sword, like your, your rapier and everything, just sort of shifting and moving and, and getting absorbed by the fur. As Wiltix takes on this enormous wolf form, he stays mostly bipedal. The front arms stay slightly longer than the back. The tail that sprouts is long and covered in this luscious black fur. As his head warps and changes, taking on this full wolven muzzle, you watch as his eyes change to this brilliant gold. And as he shakes himself, now eight feet tall, fur sort of bristling and fluffing up in the breeze, and then this wolf looks down at all of you and gives this very disconcerting smile, bearing all of its sharp, pointed teeth. You just see Niles throughout the whole transformation. He like looks. He's, he starts by like looking down at Wiltix, and then as he gets bigger, he, his yeah. eyes just like track up, 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 up until he's like just looking into the eyes of this massive wolf. Uh, <laughs> he just goes, "Oh, what? Wow, what big uh, teeth you have there, Wiltix!" <laughs> All the better for tearing out the throat of that moose. <laughs> you could you could be like this if you wanted, just a little bite, Niles. Once you go wolf, you never go back. Oh, I, I, I I'll, I'll consider it. Um, uh, but thank you, thank you for the offer. I actually don't know uh, if it would work on a bird. Yes, that would be rather. That would be horrifying. Uh. <laughs> uh, Harry. Harry hid. Harry hid. Twenty-five. Uh, Harry's gone. Harry, as you <laughs> as you as you disappear behind some of the nearby barrels, you suddenly turn to your left to find you're not alone. Sitting next to you, hiding behind the barrels, looking frightened and terrified, peeking through a gap in the uh, the stacked crates, is a small bird. Um, small birdman. Very similar to like a raven or a crow. Looks a lot like an aracocra, but much smaller. No taller than you are, Harry. Um, a kenku. And as you sort of like shiver a little bit and look over and then see the kenku next to you with wide eyes, you watch as the kenku turns towards you with really wide eyes, lets out this little squawk 
and then pulls out a tiny knife. And then as you hold up your finger to shush, puts the knife away and mimics your action exactly with the shush. Harry, Harry gives him a nod. Kenku nods back. Yep. We silently watch this wolf thing do its thing. Perfect. Uh, what were you saying, Lara? Oh, uh, Lara pats him to see how fluffy he is. Uh, Sai, I'm going to get you to roll for Wiltix. Can you roll a d100? I want to know how fluffy Wiltix is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the only fair way to do it. 71! Wiltix is really fluffy. Um, Lyra, as you as you run your hand over Wiltix's pelt, yeah, really soft, really fluffy. It's like the husky fur. That's the layered <laughs> fur, like the outer oh, layer is wow. really fluffy and then the inner layer is this like dense, tight wool. It's, it's really soft. Yeah, she's probably just like, you know, like in the way that you do sort of sometimes with huskies and stuff, like you sort of pat it backwards, and you're like, oh, it's even softer under here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as you do that, Wiltix also goes, oh, it feels weird when you put the fur the other way. Oh, that's the best itch. <laughs> do you start scratching him? <laughs> it's just like this <laughs> <good> leg thing. <laughs> um, I have to ask, do you reckon side, do you reckon Wiltix would have the leg thing like dogs do? I was going to say, is that involuntary? I think Probably. <laughs> I was going to roll a con save, but Sai has ruled uh, and it is his past player character. Uh, Wiltix rolls over on his back and begins kicking his back leg, his tongue lolling out between his woven jaws as he goes. Okay, it was my favourite thing when I was a dying wolf as well. Oh yeah, I forgot that you used to be a wolf. Can you still do that? Hmm, not the dire wolf. Maybe a dog? I don't know, my, uh, the druid powers have sort of gone a little bit skew ever since I came back from the Feywilds. I think that's happened to a lot of us. My powers weren't quite like this originally. This is rather strange. Um, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wiltix sits up and then slowly transforms back into the gnome form again. Oh, feels good. It's like a big stretch. Hmm. Literally, that I mean, was odd. You're over doubled. What was that? Sorry. Uh, I was just kidding. literally. I mean, you literally over in size. Yeah, I did once ask Lockie where the mass might come from, but the answer he gave me genuinely sounded concerning, and I, I decided I didn't want to know. <laughs> he started to speak about this like concept of like my mass being stored in its own pocket dimension, and then when I call upon it, it's like pulled through into this dimension. I really was quite disturbing. I don't I don't want to know about that. I feel like the only way to really know is if you were like in a vacuum of space. And it's like to see if like you pull like the extra matter in from just like the surrounding area and if all that gets lighter or if it like doesn't happen because there's like nothing to grow from or Niles just looks at Wiltix and goes, What is she talking about? I I she lost me when she said in a vacuum, I'll be honest. Mm. I know, it was something that Shana told me about. Ooh. Oh man. Yeah, Ooh. look, I, I'll be honest. Shana opens her mouth and says a lot of complicated words sometimes, and I think she does it deliberately. Yeah, yeah. She was in my head for a while, and I didn't understand her then either. It's <laughs> probably fair. Um, I'm going to say the boat's been underway, the ship's been underway during this time. Um, uh, Thrain, as you enter into the kitchen, um, you probably do after not too much searching because it's not a large, it's not a massive airship. There's only two decks. Like You will find the food if you search for it. Um, 
you do find down below hanging uh, from the ceiling on hooks is meat currently in the process of curing or um, or has been recently smoked. Cool. I'll take one hunk. <laughs> Just start walking around eating it. Yeah, it's really nicely smoked. It's almost like this um, kind of hickory smoke flavor to it, but not where the smoke's overpowering. The natural flavors of the meat still come through. Um, and as you walk on deck, Wiltix says, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Please ask, that is my meat that I spent a long time smoking. What did I just say, Wiltix? I told you he would uh, be, uh, he'd be after that food. Like, you can have some, but it probably <laughs> is common courtesy to ask. I've been watching a lot of One Piece, and uh, I feel like um, <laughs> Luffy's, like, eating habits have sort of imprinted on me a little bit now with Thrain. Hang on, Sai. We just need, need to pause for a second. I, I, this is really important. Can you just hold up the cup you just drank from? Sorry, Sai. <laughs> oh, wow. Can you hold it over? Can you hold it over the other side so the stream can see it really clearly? Oh, legends! <laughs> For those of you who are listening to the podcast, now is a perfect time to come across and watch the YouTube. Um, Sai, could you describe your cup to us, please? It is literally ham from Toy Story. So, uh, <laughs> a cup. yeah, you're drinking yeah, quite large like, as well. Quite yeah, a large cup. It's a big old cup. It's huge. You do have a lot of. I, I don't know if you know last week. The alien from yeah, uh, Toy Story as well. That. I did notice that. <laughs> I was going to say how many weeks I could go changing couch before people would realize. But, nice. Uh, two weeks. Week two. Oh, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Yeah, just keep what doing is it. it. What is it with you, Sai? Big, big novelty items. Like the Pikachu in the backgrounds, the cup you've got. And the Batman. And the Batman. And the Batman. Batman, it is. And some other things that are probably around. Oh, I, I could show, but I think that that, that will leave it for a different podcast. That's its own episode. That's that's a whole episode. Yeah, we'll, what's in we'll Simon's just do a stream closet. one day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Simon shows his big things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wouldn't get demonetized at all. Yeah, uh, we could do that as a bathtub stream, I reckon. Is that, is that like an afterlife stream, or like what's what's going on with that? That's, that's the that's, that's yeah, that's, that's the, the lost archives after dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I could no, be the like, bathtub like, inside. Like show me his big things. Call that the, yeah, go call, that the call that the restricted archives. The restricted archives. <gasps> That's our second channel starting now. If you want to see Simon's big thing, <laughs> come and check out the restricted archives. <laughs> oh, we've been banned. Ah, oh, well, that was quick. <laughs> and demonetized. Um. Oh my goodness! As the as the boat makes its way, as the ship, sorry, I shouldn't say boat, as the airship makes its way um, very quickly across the land, you can see below you the forests of the northern half of Oceania falling away and moving beneath you, almost like waves on the ocean. The mountains, hills, and rivers pass by almost in a blur as the ship is so high up, occasionally passing through large banks of clouds causing the deck of the ship to briefly be lost for a moment in this white mist that greys out everything around you. Before too long, you also meet the engineer of the ship, Arvel, a six-foot-tall Leonin, a lion man, essentially, um, humanoid lion, who greets you warmly with a, a warm, friendly paw shake, uh, proceeds to talk about how the engines work and attempts to describe in great detail how they function. Ah, yes, you see. So once the uh, gem has provided ample elemental energy, it is passed through this phasic regulator. Um, those of you who managed to get through his... I'm going to put air quotes around brief description of his job <laughs> on the ship. 
uh, find yourselves befuddled, bemused, and otherwise uh, a little bit sort of unsure of exactly what it is he just spoke about. Um, but he seems really friendly and really genuine. Um, you also, after uh, Wiltix turns back into his gnome form, uh, Corvin would also come on the deck and introduce himself. The Kenku that Harry had uh, met previously while cowering in fear behind some boxes. Um, Corvin is, is a little bit shy and probably would actually stay pretty close to you, Harry, given that both of you sort of had a moment, a shared moment together of trauma, <laughs> watching this giant wolf suddenly appear on the deck. Um, I'd say, Harry, you've probably interacted with Kenku once or twice before, uh, given that you are a bit of a traveling merchant. Kenku can only mimic what they've heard before. So most Kenku have a, a vast bank of voices and phrases that they call upon when needed. Unable to make their own sounds, they can only mimic uh, the voices and noises of others. Um, as... Do you think that... Um, sorry. Yeah, okay. no, no, do no, you think that, um, do you think that Niles would also know uh, about Corbin? Oh. Kenku, yeah, Niles, as an Arakokra, you would know a lot about Kenku. There's there's a lot of stories Owl. about... Yeah, there's a lot of stories about Kenku. Because obviously, like, Arakokra and Owlin are very closely related. Mm. There's... Mm. I mean, it's, it's probably been in discussion for a while about where Kenku came from. On Nostea, mm. there's two kind of competing hypotheses. One is that Kenku are an offshoot of Arakokra, same as the Owlin are an offshoot of Arakokra. And the mimicry is just a natural... Uh, evolution at work but there's also this prevailing theory about the kenku actually as an entire race suffering from this long-running curse a curse that has stolen their voices and given them only the ability to mimic others it's the mythos behind the kenku niles would absolutely know that um yeah yeah i'd say niles you'd get a very warm welcome from uh, from corvin as well He'd be very very keen to see a fellow a fellow arakuka and alan kenku on board uh, Harry doesn't like um, the sound of his voice coming from other creatures' mouths. So usually around Kenku's, he's he's very quiet. Only asks what he needs to ask and speaks quite short. I reckon. Corvin actually doesn't use your voice. He probably uses your voice maybe once or twice, Harry. But for the most part, if you're talking to Corvin, he seems mm -hmm. to call upon many, many voices. Some that you recognise. You recognise Mira's voice occasionally. You recognise yeah. Wiltix's voice. But voices you've never heard before. Corvin seems to call upon this vast bank of, of yeah. remembered phrases. No, I, I get that, but I think Harry just as a, as a oh, thing, as not a just a woman, but just in general around Kenku. Um, he doesn't want to be... Uh, he doesn't want fraud to come mm, back there. Uh, I can understand that, actually. He doesn't want any yeah. evidence of his crimes uh, as yeah, like a yeah. confession. He's a, he's, a, he's a merchant, after all, so he needs to, <laughs> he needs to be very careful. Fuck um, me. Like, so. We really do need to update Heart of Gold to I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when um it's like when the scam callers call you and you, you don't want to like you don't want to say your name, you know, but you yeah. don't want them to retake that information. Yeah. I'm mm. I'm ashamed to admit today I had someone come to the door and ask if I was interested in I don't even know what it was, and then they stopped and said, Oh, you look a bit young. Are you over twenty five? And I, I unashamedly looked at them and said, Oh, twenty four and eleven months, sorry, mate. <laughs> He's like, Oh, <laughs> Is, are your parents here? And I went, nah, my dad's on a business trip. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not proud of wow. that. <laughs> Not proud That's of that. back in the house like, mom, mom. But like, oh no, <laughs> she's probably still sleeping. To, to this guy, in this guy's defense, I did not open the door fully. I was like, I like opened the wooden door, but I stayed behind the mesh and it was very sunny out. And so like his view of me inside would have been partially obstructed because I don't think anyone looks at me and mistakes me for someone under the age of 25. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm that. I don't think I look that young. I'd love to, but I don't think I do. So um, 
Oh, I've, if you look up close, I've got like white beard hairs and white hair like dotted throughout my temples now. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the days of me pretending that I'm under 30 are uh, starting to, to fall behind me. Do I get ID'd at the bottle? Uh, Ali, you might remember this about me from Biomed. I never was ID'd even when I was under the age of 18 <laughs> because I had five o'clock shadow. I, I don't think I've been ID'd since I was 16 years old. That was... Except when I'm with my partner, Alice, who still looks like very young and vibrant, and so she constantly gets ID'd, so I get ID'd with yeah. her. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, I'm exactly the same, except um, I only ever got carded once when I was a kid. I Because I, I also had five o'clock shadow yeah. all the time. Um, I wore a hat once into the bottle, and they, and that's and they carded what gave me. you away. That's what gave me away. They thought I was younger. Was <laughs> it a pocket uh, hat? I was wearing a hat. I don't know. This makes hats uh, apparently make you younger, so there you man. go. Admittedly, I've never really gotten carded because even at 12, I was already nearly six foot three, so. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're a, a <laughs> monster. You're freakishly long, so you would have been safer. Oh, freakishly <laughs> long. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. You know when, like, your mouth oh, says things and your brain's still, like, listening? It goes, what the fuck was that that just came out? <laughs> I never have that. I always think through exactly what I say and I meant every word of that. <laughs> That was intentional. That was intentional. <laughs> oh man, I think I think that's a Greg Davies quote. He's one of my favorite comedians, and he once described himself as freakishly long because he's like six foot seven or something stupid. I just that always always stays with me. Freakishly long. It's a great great comment. Um, where were we before that incredible uh, detour? Um, airship travel. Uh, <laughs> for the next for the next eight hours, uh, while the airship speeds uh, across the uh, the farmland below. What would your characters be doing? I think I can see Thrain. You've said that you'd go have a bit of a snooze. Oh, that was when um, he was talking about the ship. Oh, perfect. Uh, in that uh, case, then, I'm guessing you're probably going to go catch up with Grisha and have your little wrestling match. Yeah, 100% would be training. And also Niles. I'd rope Niles with that because he said he wanted to train yeah. too. So I'm going to hold him true. to that. <laughs> I did actually say that. You're going to be standing with like two bulky like orc and like Goliath barbarians. I'm going to be like, yes, come, little one. You wanted to train? Come on, high altitude. Um, Let's go. Come on. I, yeah. I think I think Harry would come join them. I think Harry would come and... Uh, no, more than many. Come uh, on. Let's go. <laughs> Niles is definitely keen. He, uh, You may think that he wouldn't be keen on this, but he actually is. Because Niles is still reflecting the martial artist that he is on what Thrain said about my my moves being too like dance-like and like unnecessary. So he'd probably be wanting to see what more like stronger base like stronger built or build bigger builds and how they sort of fight he kind of is curious to sort of learn a little bit more about that you know having ever only fought really within the allen communities and other like i guess other characters or other beings that are sort of similar to his sort of stature and size so this is a very good training opportunity for, for yeah Niles. absolutely mm. what i might get then is uh Thrain, could i please have you roll me an athletics check harry could you please roll me an acrobatics check. Niles, I'm actually going to give you the choice depending on which skill you'd like to build during this training session, and I'll roll an athletics check for Grisha, and then we'll talk oh, through the outcome mm. of it. Uh, 11. <laughs> uh, that I is less ideal. I mean, Niles' strength is not super high. He yeah. He's looking more so at sort of figuring out ways of combating um, oh. stronger characters. Could you yeah. make me a So it'd probably be more like momentum check. sort of shifting and stuff. Yeah. yeah like like I, judo I'm, kind of stuff, right? I want to get an insight yeah. check first, and then I'll get you to roll an acrobatics check. I just want to get an insight okay. first to see, like, what your... Oh, yeah, 17. Um, Niles, as you watch Thrain and Grisha essentially, like, 
spa. Um, Thrain, yep. Grisha, Grisha starts off with a wrestling match and then moves on to like some boxing and then moves on to like throwing a barrel between the two of you as like a warm down activity of like catching this quite heavy barrel. <laughs> Grisha, Grisha is very, Grisha is very into the, uh, into the training with you. The, in the fight against her, you actually do manage to pin her more times than she pins hey, you during the wrestling. Nice. You're 22, uh, you're 22 beats you, her. You, talk, you spoke a bit too much stuff before, didn't you? You said, oh, I've got you big boy, but now look at me, eh? As you say that, you then feel your legs being swept out from underneath you, and as you crack down onto the deck of the ship, you suddenly find Grisha pinning your arms down, and as she gets really close to your face, she goes, Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of you colliding with the fucking deck. And as, as she would do that, I would almost, like... So she's, like, sort of hanging over me. I would yeah. sort of, like, grab her legs and then, like, almost, like, hoist her up in the air, and I'll do some, like, weird, like, I don't know, like, wrestling stuff yeah. and almost, like, suplex her. <laughs> The, the, you exchange you exchange blows like this for some time as you then move on to the boxing. Um, she actually has some some padded gloves that she uh, she passes to you. She's got two sets of padded gloves. They're a little bit small, Thrain, but you do manage to get your hands in them. Um, do some boxing back and forwards, and then with the barrel throw. I mean, by the end of it, it's a really good workout. You feel tuck it out. I mean, even though you were able to overcome Grisha in the wrestling match, she more than proved her strength. I mean, her she she easily would be a valued member of any Goliath enclave if she were to to travel to any of the Goliath enclaves and, and join them. Like and that's probably as high a compliment as Thrain would potentially give. Like you, you could you could be one of us. She, I, I, she I, I, clearly, you, <laughs> that was fun. You should you should have been a Goliath in this life. Not I mean orcs are very I know orcs are very honorable and strong too, but I see some Goliath in you. It's good. As you say I see some Goliath in you she gives you another little look. I just stare at her, at her blankly. <laughs> you know, you okay, know, Thrain, you know, Thrain, I think, I think there might just look. Do you know what? There could be. Depends on, uh, depends on what you're doing later. <laughs> I am not very sure of your. I don't really understand. There could be. What do you mean? There could be. It's either yes or no. Someone please stop me playing this character. I'm having like, too much fun. <laughs> I'm really... loving it. This is great. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, it's even great. better because literally I wrote it as a flaw. No, I can't pick up on social cues. So I'm just completely ignoring the movie. <laughs> I bet it's a flaw, yeah. It's, it's almost okay, so... like I had taken a peek at your character like... sheet and deliberately <laughs> <laughs> organized Lovely. this. Lovely. So... Because it's too much fun, man. Harry's like, get a room already, please. Get a, a room. room already. Yeah. Wait. Why do I need the room? I'm happy being here. Yeah, we don't need to go below deck. Actually, now that lovely. you speak, now that you speak, Harry, come over here. Niles, come on, bring it in. Let's go. I want to see you in action. Perfect. I was just about to say that's the perfect timing for Niles and Harry to be called across. Niles, you've watched this whole strength-based, um, I don't want to say dick-measuring contest, but essentially that's what it is for Thrain, right? Like, you've seen, wow. you've seen this sparring contest. And, yeah, I mean, th there's a lot to be said for having the strength um, to, to pull your opponents I, down. Oh, yeah, I do want to say one thing real quick. I have a plus two in Dex too, so he actually has surprising yeah. speed. Mm, yeah, well. quick, quicker on his feet than, than most uh, most fighters would be. Um, Niles, as you watch their movements, after a few minutes of watching, you almost begin to imagine, you begin to be able to perceive the flow of key through their bodies. And as you watch them wrestle and move, as the wrestling match goes on, you almost feel like sometimes you can anticipate 
where they're about to strike or where they're about to focus their their main source of strength by the way their key moves and flows within them. It's not so much something that you see with your eyes, something you see within your mind, you sense within your heart. And as you watch them finish up and then do the barrel back and forwards, you feel this moment of almost like a connection as you deepen your understanding of not only your opponent's strengths and weaknesses, but also your understanding of the way of sympathy itself. Ooh, very cool. Well, that's what that's what the way of sympathy is all about. Understanding it's exactly your opponent. Right. Yeah, that's the whole the, the whole, whole custom subclass. Um, yep. Harry and Niles, as you're called over, Niles, could I get you to do an acrobatics check? Uh, Thrain, what is your training schedule? I hand over to you as these two players are now in your hands. My training schedule. Yeah, I mean, you've called them over for a training session. What's what? What would Thrain do? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay. Grisha, Grisha's got no interest in training these two. Like as, as soon as she finishes up with you, she gives you a big smile, gives you a wink, and then heads over to grab a, another top okay. up of ale. So, what's what are you both interested in? Give me something real quick before we jump in. What's what do you what, what do you want want to learn or work on? Niles looks at uh, Thrain and goes, "I want to see if I can." I want, I want to try something. Try, try, try throwing a couple of jabs at me. Okay, no, no problem at all. I, I start throwing some jabs at. Should I actually like do an, an arm strike? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I Let's think that makes I won't, perfect sense. Maybe not the damage per se, but like yeah. I think it's like to hit. Just to just to explain my question. <laughs> what, what I'm what I yeah, yeah what I'm trying to do with this is so rather than so what yeah, what not. What Niles is trying to do is he's trying to redirect the attacks. So yes. kind of like a little bit like um, uh, a little bit like Wing Chun, uh, the martial art uh, very famous for uh, IP man. Uh, that sort of uh, style of fighting. So he's trying to like anticipate the blows and then sort of try to like just subtly redirect um, the attacks. Um, yes. Just 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 by moving just by moving the attack. Uh, My second attack is a crit and it would do ten damage if it hit. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Niles, as as Thrain basically just lashes out with a, an unexpected punch, you manage to get a hand up and just push his hand very gently, almost using no force at all, just letting his own mm. energy, his own momentum carry the fist away from you. And there's this moment of celebration. On your very first attempt, you absolutely nailed this. This technique is going to be... And then suddenly the second blow connects with the side yeah. of your head, sending you tumbling across the deck of the ship. As your head's sort of ringing for a moment, you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you are spirited. I love it. Get back up. Let's go again. Um, Niles then, like, jumps up onto his feet, like, kind of, like, on his back and just flips back up onto his feet. Uh, he's like, mm, I've been trying been trying to get this technique right. Let's see if I can... As you're a bit further try. away, I'm going to rage, double in size, have a bit of reach, and hit you again at reach. Uh, he's bro. he's more than like 10 feet away. As you send him rolling across the deck with a crit, I'd yeah. say Niles probably... I would follow up behind 15, him, though. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let him have too much time on his feet. I would be almost on him, but like 10 feet reach this time. I so Niles does to... have a chance to do stuff first, because as Niles sort of like got... gets to his feet and shakes his head, he yeah. does get a chance to do things. Uh, I'm going to, t as, as as you start to close the distance between us, I'm going to see if I can get a strike in. I'm actually going to try and stunning strike you. Ooh, nice. Trying to, so, like, Niles is aiming for, like, a pressure point, and he's hoping that by applying just enough force in the in the, in the the a very pinpoint area of your body, that he'll, you, it'll just lock you up. So he's going to try and do this. Cool. Brilliant. 
Um, okay, so first of all, he has a hit. So let's see if he actually hits does. With yes. His it's not very, it's not very hard. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. That Eighteen. Niles, oh. you get the hit off. I think that's a Constitution save from Thrain for the stunning strike. It is indeed. I think Thrain's pretty constitutional. Twenty. Yeah, yeah it's a plus six. Thrain, as Niles's tiny blow connects with you, you were expecting this to not even hurt. I mean, his fists are so small. They're like little bird fists, like little, little bird claws. But the ripple effect, as this strikes you, the force behind it is intense, and you feel this wave of energy move throughout your body as if this like sudden grip on your muscles has been applied as a result of this strike. You manage to shake it off, but only just. This is... This is an impressive blow. If you hadn't been <laughs> kind of ready for it, that would have that would have potentially. Miles, this is I love this. This is great. How about we get our friend uh, Harry in, and I try and pick up Niles to throw him at Harry. <laughs> uh, I'll get you to make me. Uh, we'll do an unarmed strike as a grapple. Uh, no, sorry, so it'll be athletics yeah. check. Niles, you can roll a. You know, um, you know what? Niles yeah, kind of smiles. Funny. Niles kind of smiles and he lets this happen. He's like, okay. 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 <laughs> um, should I still do the athletics? No, you don't need to anymore. If he lets you pick Perfect. him up, you just pick him up and fucking throw him. Um, are you throwing, throwing him at Harry? I'm throwing missile now. I'm throwing him at Harry because Harry this wanted to be like involved. Donkey Kong Country style. Yeah, I'm getting you guys ready to get in. Uh, it's DK and Diddy. That's what it is. Look, I'll I'm get... going to throw you hard enough that you can make it, but not hard enough that you actually get really hurt or Harry gets hurt. I'll get yeah, you to cool. roll a d20, Crassus, and uh, do it as if it's a, uh, a ranged attack, so add your dex to this. <laughs> You're using cool. me like a javelin. Yeah, like a javelin. <laughs> yeah, 16, pretty much. 16, uh, plus, plus, plus 2, plus 3 for proficiency. Nah, you're not, profi you're not, proficient. You're not proficient with throwing an owl. Don't, don't give me that what shit. What do you mean? I'm not buying yeah, it. 18. It's 18. 18. You're not, you, you, you do not have owl and weapon proficiency. <laughs> it's not a thing. Can I As... learn this through this training session? No. <laughs> no. You, do not gain... you do not gain proficiency oh, in throwing your friends at the enemy. Um, as you pick up Niles and throw him. Um, Niles, as you uh, speed through the air, I mean, it's the smallest of movements for you to just unfurl your wings and yeah, then exactly. be yeah, in full flight. Easy. Yeah, He uses the momentum to... Uh, Frank's to not thinking of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Niles is for a moment he's flying freely through the air, and then like he uses that momentum to like unfurl his wings, and he's going to try and also stunning strike Harry. Oh, <laughs> Harry, Harry, welcome um, to the um, party. Harry, Harry sees this, and he um his eyes go wide. He thumps his foot, um, and then something and then he pulls out his daggers. Something oh, no. within him, his um, his his um, his relic. The Hirtzgov, what's it called? It's oh. called the Hirtzgov, right? The Hirtzgov. The Hirtzgov. Yeah. Um, it kind of like heats up a bit. Bullshit. And suddenly a barrier occurs around Harry as he casts Shield. Oh, what the heck? Well, I haven't, I haven't rolled to hit yet, so uh, let's well, see. Well, I, I mean, the, um, the, the yeah. 18 would have hit me. Oh, so. I see, okay. Oh, but that wasn't to hit you, that was mainly to oh i guess i guess that was to hit you yeah that, that was, was to hit, i just yeah. more wanted to see i was more getting that not not as a, a ranged attack with niles because that's ridiculous that was more just to see <laughs> that crassus aimed in the right direction not crassus uh that thrain aimed uh, in the right direction and threw niles towards you not just like fucking backwards off the ship or something yeah, like that sure. it was it was more just get an idea of where the direction was and if it was on target 
Well, um, Harry's never cast a spell before, so this is all involuntary for him. So it's a reaction. Yeah, it's just just happened. Nas, do you want to roll to attack, but you have a plus five to your AC, Harry. So this is going to be... Yeah, I'll see if I can get through it. Um, Just for fun, I'll see if I... This is like like an anime thing where the the hero's flying Uh, through the air, pissed out... Look, I knew it. I, I just wanted to throw. Like no, that is really my AC. That hits, <laughs> right? Even with, as, oh. so, but I, this this still kind of works because this is the first time you've activated this, Harry. As you suddenly see Niles flying towards you, fist out. How did you describe it? Anime style MC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as Niles flies towards you, there's this sudden like moment of fear, and as you thump your foot, you it's almost like an involuntary. You hold up your hand to kind of block it, and as it does so, I'd probably say only to your eyes you would see the Hyatt staff begin blinking rapidly and then you would watch you watch Harry as these little veins of dark light begin to move out across your hand from the Hyatt staff the crystal in the center of your hand from your palm this beautiful almost like network of hexagons of light this uh I mean it's up to you how you want them to look but I, I imagine I'm, I'm, I'm over this yeah, yeah yeah this like yeah. golden light begins forming as these hexagons form this shield Niles, there's this moment of like, what? Just before your fist strikes into it. And as you strike, the shield shatters, sending you crashing into Harry. And the two of you roll across the deck and thump into the side of the uh, the railing. Neither of you take damage for this. That was fun. Keep it Um, going. (laughs) Harry, as you you look down at your hand, you watch as those tendrils of dark light retreat back into the gemstone. I look at, I look over Harry and I go, how did you... What was that just then? I've never seen you cast that spell before. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even realize I could, I could cast this. Was that, was that a spell? Is, is that, is that, is that what magic is? I think that's what. I think that's a shield spell that you cast. I think. Not that I've seen it that many times, but from I, what I've heard it being described as. Uh, Harry, Harry, Harry stands up and he focuses and he, he, he focuses to try and cast it again. Um, he's, he's like just staring at his paw and uh, nothing happens because he's out of spell slots. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, he... It was a, it was a good hit. Though. Good, good throw, Thrain. Good throw. Uh, I... <laughs> nice catch. I mean, was... I'm, I'm not sure what happened. But uh, yeah, it was it was good fun. But uh, can can I throw throwing nails now? <laughs> Do it. Throw them back to me. That'd be fun. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to. But then again, yeah. you might. Harry tries to lift nails. <laughs> <laughs> the only question I have is, what's your strength, mate? <laughs> it is a negative one. Uh, yeah. So it's a nine or an eight. It is an eight. You just give Niles a gentle hug. Yep. Do you know what um? Do you know what, do you know what Niles does to, to sort of humor you as you try to lift me? As you try to lift me up, I, I'm like, oh, Harry, you're so strong, and then my wings like unfurl, and I just fly away. From it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh as, my! As, as you fly up, Harry uses his hop, hop action to jump up with you for a bit. Oh, that's cool. You like you're pushing you off. Yeah. Oh, how would that go with the airship? Uh, it'd be We're going hopping upwards. But yeah, technically, it, we're also traveling in velocity with. You're the traveling ship, with the so velocity. We actually yeah. technically. Okay. Yeah, so you wouldn't. Down. You wouldn't Sorry, just. It wouldn't be it like your stationary. It'd be a much slower decay of that uh, of that velocity. 
Um, no, that's that's awesome. As as you guys continue your training, I think we should check in with Ember and Lyra. What would you guys be doing? Well, this is the first time I've ever been in the air, so I'd be amazed, I would think. And I'd probably do like the Titanic, go to the front of the ship and pretend like I'm flying. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> um, do you want to make me a perception check, uh, please, Ember, as you spend some time looking out across the world below? Yeah, that is a 12. 12, very nice. As you stare out across the the world below, I mean, so much of the world you haven't really seen in great detail yet. You've, you've only just started your journey traveling around to the different enclaves to collect the totems that you need to become a Grovekeeper. And as you stare out across the, the landscape, you're filled with a sense of, I'd probably say, anticipation and excitement for the journey ahead and having fought side by side with these strange adventurers from the Tempest Guild they seem like they could be worthy companions for your journey to help you achieve your goals. Worthy sidekicks. <laughs> as, help he, you, help as, you, as you think that you see Thrain for a Niles at Harry. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And once I'm done overlooking, I wouldn't mind, I don't know what the ship layout is kind of like, but I'll probably try and find somewhere. And what I'm, what I'm hoping to do anyway, is I really liked how Gunlight gave me that little, you know, that little flower, that little plant. Yeah. And I, well, one of the things I took for my character is a glass bowling kit. I want to see if I can make just a tiny little uh, a glass vial or something like that, just to put bits yeah. of uh so you're making a terrarium a terrarium to hold it yeah well, or a, yeah and i'm yeah. gonna make a cup if i can i mean i know that i can make little cool. objects with a small fire so 100 percent. i mean you you would you'd have access to the engine room which gets very hot channeling the elemental plane of fire to uh provide heat uh to help power some of the ship the ship mostly uses two elements to power it air and fire if you have a bit of an explore ember and find your way back down to Arvel and then just in chatting mention what you want to do, he welcomes you into his workshop, which he, like the engine room, the back half has been converted into this like tinkerer's workshop. He actually has some supplies which would be perfect for helping you like glass blow, essentially. And if you have the glass blowers kit with you, you have all the materials you need, including access to the engines, which act as an enormous kiln. Uh, I'm going to say that you can make as many of these little terrariums as you want to over the next couple of hours, with uh, Arvel watching on, very, very impressed with your progress. Oh, that is um, so delicate. It's amazing how you can have the glass so thin, yet still look so so strong and so supple. It's a, a skill that I learned back at home, actually. It's uh, one way that we learned to trade with other people that are coming through. It's something that we could offer, aside from you know, our natural plants and farm uh, what we could grow and uh, just a, a nice way to trade ah i see i think i might know the grove you've come from i've heard of a, a furball grove able to create wonders out of glass shapes that almost looked like they were created from the natural world itself i'm guessing uh what was the name of it it was the ashen grove is that familiar that is very familiar that is very ah, familiar. and wonderful it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've only just left for the first time now, so be, I'm looking forward to 
seeing different areas and different places and hopefully I, I love working in your workshop making maybe some beautiful glass projects every time I get a, a chance oh you're welcome down here anytime my boy it's uh it's nice to be uh, out of the wind. I sometimes find it rustles my mane awfully. It's quite nice to be down here in the engine room. It's uh, nice and warm as well. It's much, more, much more like my homeland down towards the uh, the Shattered Isles. Now, well, look, if you've just started your journey, I must say you've chosen a wonderful group to uh, to spend your time with. I, I myself had traveled a bit before I joined up with the Tempest Guild as an engineer for the ship, and I must say it's been a, a fabulous journey. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, I, I look forward to them hopefully accepting me into their ranks. I trust me. If you've been invited on the ship and back to the night hall, you're one of them. They they welcome allies and friends with open arms. Uh, have you met Azua yet? No, I have not actually. I've only met the people on this ship and nah, you, uh, you, the people. You'll on understand board. when you meet Azua. Fantastic! I look forward to meeting him. Yes, he's a wonderful man. Uh, well, if, if you want to keep glass blowing, please, I won't get in your way. I, I, I'll watch from afar while I manage the engines. Um, Marvel was lying flat out. He consistently asks questions the whole way through. He is fascinated by your work and thinks it's wonderful. Continues to compliment you during it. Um, at one point, he even picks up one of the glass blowing rods and attempts to do it as well. Uh, manages to inflate it like a centimeter and he goes, oh, oh, that's really hard. That's much harder than I thought. I thought it'd be like blowing up a balloon. <laughs> and struggles to get any sort of like traction to inflate the glass it's, it's definitely it's a laugh and I just blow like a nice large bubble just yeah. to, to show off a little <laughs> oh. uh, no. what was that Matt? no sorry I was just going to say it's interesting because like obviously ember like being sort of having an affinity with fire the glass blowing makes a lot of sense um, so it's really cool yeah, I, I like that a lot um that that whole thing about there being a grove of furbolgs who are famous for glass blowing, I just was, I was just riffing off what Side said about being glass blowing. I was like, perfect. Let's give yeah, the yeah. furbolgs something they're specialised in. His Absolutely. his circle of fire grove sounds perfect. Exactly what they'd all be up for. That's it. I, I look through the tools. I'm like, what makes the most sense when you've got access to a lot of fire? Yeah. <laughs> glass blowing tools. Glass blowing so, makes yeah. perfect sense. I love it. I think that's awesome. And that's a really cool thing for the furbolgs to be responsible for. Is that like beautiful intricate glass which is unrivaled across the lands but made in such small quantities that it becomes this very um luxury resource almost i really like that and maybe maybe even it's like a type of volcanic glass where the they use like ash to help like stain and form it so it gets this like beautiful pattern through yeah I, cool I'll, I'll have a play around this i'll, I'll i might yeah i'll come up with some stuff this is really cool I like that that's good lyra while this is going on what wouldst thou be doing I think sort of avoiding the spot where she was originally disembodied, um, giving just like a wide five meter berth. She's probably going to head back downstairs. Oh, yeah. and, um, That's actually a good point. See. I didn't describe this at first, but on the deck of the ship, scored into the planks of the wood right near the foredeck is what looks like a shadow of a person burned like an after image onto the wood. I'm surprised they haven't painted over that or something yet. <laughs> Just completely avoiding it. She's going to go downstairs and um, see if she can make a cup of tea with Mira. Yeah. Just sort of catch up and talk about, you know, sort of the adventures so far. And yeah, just catching up with Mira, old friend. 
I'd say then in the interest of expediency, if you wanted to, sh to share with Mira everything that's happened with you, that'd be a good time to do it. Is there anything you would specifically leave out or is there anything you would speed over, anything you would add, just so that I know what Mira knows? But she wouldn't leave out pretty much anything. Um, and she's probably mostly trying to get Mira's opinion on the fellow in the um, in the hands, um, sort of see yeah. how trustworthy he is, or asking about archivist, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I might roleplay this actually if you're if you're keen, just because I think this might be a might be a good one to talk to talk to Mira about specifically. As you finish describing your first. So before we yeah, yeah, yeah. before we discuss it, can Lyra see if she can borrow one of the bags of holding? Yeah, just from um, anyone, and she's going to put her hand inside it during this conversation. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to do anything, but okay. maybe it's going to act like a silence. So she's just like, just gonna like, probably I don't leave my hand, but <laughs> sort of draw the yeah. drawstring around it. Shit. Okay. Okay, that is good to know. <laughs> like how Lucy, Lucy. I'm sorry, Harry would have given it to him. To her. Yeah, or Niles. There's two bags are holding. While Niles and Harry meet the shit. Well, out of I can each imagine. Other. Yeah, I can imagine one of them comes down like probably ragged and tired from the workout. Stumbles probably into you two talking. Absolutely. As you put your hand in the bag and then explain the situation, Mira's sort of looking at you very confused. And then as you explain it, sort of nodding and agreeing that that's a very clever idea. I've, I've also shoot out anyone else that would have a hand stone um, yeah, that yeah. doesn't have a hand in the bag of holding. <laughs> well, that is very curious. I I guess it makes sense. I mean, Loki is a, is a mind and a soul with a body, but I mean, if his body were to be destroyed, his mind and soul would still be in his core. I guess this is similar in a way. If if Lucky's core was somehow split into just so many pieces, would there then be like multiple versions of Lucky? Like I I don't know. That is such a good question. I wonder if if they are all linked still, or if only some of them are linked. You described. This use of a word network. Hmm, network. That does insinuate connection and communication between these these things. I wonder if these are like small giant forged cores. They do look not too dissimilar. The crystalline center and this platinum or adamantine? That metal is uh, strange. Definitely giants make them. Yeah, I mean, the um, the hill giants didn't really seem to recognize it, but some of the experiences that we've had with it, like it's definitely giant tech. I mean, it's not. I mean, this is definitely a question for Sinaria, but you don't think it's possible that it's like every single like giant core that you know has a that spawns a being consciousness from it. If it's like, you know, if it's like already split, like, and it's sort of like split in half, like one half of it's stored somewhere for safekeeping, like, should something happen to the original core? But I mean, it's just, 
that it's happened to every, well, apparently happened to, you know, pretty much all of the giant tech. I mean, could it be that the place where, you know, if they were split, I mean, that's probably not the case, but like if the area itself was corrupted or something's happened to it, like if it could affect like the other half of it, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably just going on a big tangent here, huh? Uh, no, that sounds sinister. I must say, this idea that all of the personalities and, and minds of these giant forged uh, splinters is what you seem to be uh, insinuating. I wonder if that means that there is a an original mind, an original soul somewhere. Well, that's sort of where I was getting at when I was thinking maybe we need to go to the north sort of sooner rather than later because... It seemed that there was some kind of sort of central something or other uh, there. I'm not sure if it, you know, if it's just oh, been stuck in the yes. north for safekeeping or if it's temperature has something to do with it. But yes, and you spoke of these cultists. Yeah, yeah. So you know, old creepy ass Stony that we ended up fighting that took you know a good chunk of the village. Not really hostage. I mean, they were just kind of going to be killed for power. So whatever the hell the word is for that. Yeah, but, um, sacrifice, I would say. The cultists, it sounds like they are from the elemental states. They sound similar to a group that we saw while we were traveling through there a few months ago. I wonder if maybe the lead to follow with them is south. Wiltix was doing an investigation up north of his own, looking into the movements of the giants, and... So far, his reports have indicated that the Frost Giants and the Fire Giants have reclaimed, or claimed for the first time, a number of spaces. The Frost Giants, most of the north, including the oceans. The Fire Giants, a group of volcanoes around and uh, near uh, the northern part of the uh, Northgard Isles. It sounds, though, like... Trouble might be brewing there in the future, but he did seem to suggest that uh, otherwise there were no others in the area. There were no others to track. Wiltix's uh, ability to track is uh, second to none. I mean, there were no others to track yet, but, you know, sort of, again, it's, it's all kind of speculation at this point, but... If, you know, if the other guy, because he had one of these handstone things as well, and, you know, if, if, you know, with the splinter sort of idea, I mean, if he sort of found a way to sort of put, duplicate his splinter and, like, put it into other constructed bodies, I mean, I'm just thinking it's kind of maybe a worst case scenario if he gets to, you know, this whatever it is in the north, and who knows what kind of havoc, I mean, it, did he say where he had come from or where he was headed? Well, by memory, um, and you know, I, I guess my memory still isn't kind of the greatest, but um, I, I'm fairly certain he was from the, the Shattered Isles, wasn't he? Or wherever there was the Genasi and... Yes, I mean, the he Elemental there. States, uh, the southern portion of Oceania. They have an area of lands they claim as their own, the Elemental States, just north of the Shattered Isles. But from what I heard, or kind of overheard, um, he was a little bit like Tetra, um, I think, uh, in the sense that he was kind of found, kind of how Crassus dug her out. 
Again, I is all kind of fuzzy on that point, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I was what going to suggest we should ask Tetra, but um, uh, she and now have left on urgent business. Uh, now off to go and meet with the dwarves. Tetra did not say where she was headed. Did Crassus go with them? No, Crassus is at the uh, university uh, researching. That's unusual. I'm, I'm kind of sad that they didn't stick around. I would have liked to see them. Yes, uh, did I'm they surprised leave too. Any way to contact them at all? I'm not sure. I did uh, say that there were some sending stones, but I am not sure if they took them. Uh, we were in a bit of a rush getting the, uh, the airship ready to come and collect you. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, messages, I guess, I left were kind of cryptic. But, um, I mean, hell, maybe we'll be able to pull them into a dream sequence or something and say maybe. hi. I must say, while it does sound like you should be investigating the North, uh, I do wonder if maybe it can wait a little longer. The imminent danger of the damage to the Isles to the South tells me that there is a darker threat lurking below the Earth. I would set you on this path first, if you would agree. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of, you know, bailed me out a couple of times, so uh, I'm definitely more likely to sort of trust your judgment over my own. I promise I will, as soon as we are back in Oxenfurt and Wiltix has had a chance to rest, I will send him back north once again. I am sure if there is anything to be concerned about, he can summon you there immediately. Mm. I think, yeah, definitely having even just, I don't even know where this damn thing is, but I think definitely having someone in the area just in case, like, and, you know, definitely keep an eye out for could be quartzy kind of guys. Mm. Azua has been complaining he has not been on enough missions in the field. I imagine he and Wiltix will be keen to team up once again. Maybe they can search the north, see what they can find. Two eyes are better than one or four. Eyes are better than one in this case. Does Goldix only have one eye now? No, he has two. I was thinking of myself. Because Mira has an Ersatz eye and a, a real eye. Yeah, Ersatz eye is technically an eye. I mean, it's named eye. True. But yes, eyes, correct. Eyes singular or still plural? I, I do not know. I would have said eye is singular, eyes is plural. I mean, I guess you haven't heard from Shana at all, have you? Shana, she is back at the Guildhall. She has returned. Oh, yeah. Not sure what she was up to. She said she would make a full report when she was finished, but she didn't say what she was working on, so I I don't know how long that might take. Mm, or specifically when she'd be finished, I mean. She said she was on the trail of something interesting to the northeast, something to do with the Yuan Tea. Ooh, that'd be cool. It's still in the forest of Nunia? I the Nunian jungle? You'll have to ask her, as I said, she gave me little detail. It was rather frustrating. Yeah, she does that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think I'd be used to it now, but... Well, um, I'm sure you'll... she'll be very pleased to see you. Yeah, it'll be good to see everyone back at the guild. I mean, it feels like we've been gone for months, but I mean, really, it's kind of only been like, what, three days? I think it's been just over a week, or just under a week. 
But yeah, I know how that feels. Sometimes it feels like our journeys were, were years long when really it was uh, only a few months. <laughs> Sometimes it felt like it was uh, two years, three years of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's still pretty wild. I mean, also, speaking of which, uh, sorry, yes. completely different topic, but um, why hasn't anyone painted the deck up there yet? I mean, it's oh, been we tried. five it burns, years. It burns through varnish. Something about it is magical. We had Griswold take a look, and he said it was a resonating fragment of an ancient curse, so we just left it. That's not terrifying at all. Yeah. I, it's on my to-do list to deal with. <laughs> Ooh, now that's a weird thought. If you turned it into a portal, do you reckon it'd take you to the Feywilds or just like out into like the area where I was before the Feywild? Like mm. this kind of the big nothingness. Griswold told me that if we mucked around with it, and I quote him on this verbatim, you will dissolve yourself like salt in water. Let's not do that. Yes, I thought that was wise not to mess with the flesh-dissolving curse still placed upon our, our deck. I did ask him how we could remove it, but he said even if we were to cut out the wood, it would just remain when new planks were put in. He said the scar wasn't on the wood, but in the world itself. But it's on a moving ship, so it's like... Well, I think it's to do with our perception, because we expect to see it there. It is there. He... I, as I said, he explains some fascinating topics. That sounds confusing as all hell. I'm going to go see if I can grow some mushrooms on it. Uh, I would <laughs> advise strongly against that. <laughs> oh, God, they won't rot the ship much. And, you know, you said that, the, you know, if you, even if you replace the planks, the stain's going to stay there. Okay, I'm curious. I'm coming to... <laughs> Uh, Mira will follow you up onto the deck of the ship. Lyra, are you going to try and create some spores on this uh, scorch mark where you uh, where you previously had been vaporized and where Shana was brought into the world? Is that what I'm getting at here? Yep, yep. Could you she's, roll you know, me? If, if, if it's stuck there anyway, she's going to see if she can fuck with it. I'd love a D100, please. Oh, no. Just a, just a classic D100. I'm, I'm excited. 56. It wasn't a one. It wasn't a one. As you plant the spores at first, nothing happens. And it is a little bit disappointing. You were kind of hoping for something a bit more. And then you watch as incredibly slowly these dark black and purple mushrooms begin to sprout. Imperceptibly slowly. Ooh, hey, Mira. Do you reckon that, like, I think they're growing just really, really slowly. You don't suppose they're sunk up to the um, the time flow of the Feywilds? Uh, yeah, the time flow of the Feywilds, because time flows faster when you're in the Feywilds than it does here. Oh. But does it have anything to do with the Feywilds at all? I, I don't know. This is very strange. What if she tries a different type of spore? Uh, roll me another D100. <laughs> How long are we committing to this bit? This is the last one. <laughs> 66. At least you're sticking with consistency. Um, as you plant these spores, you watch as they immediately rot into sludge. Oh. Okay, well, now I'm really, really confused. I'm uh, 
definitely gonna stop tempting fate here. What kind I... of mushrooms they are? And she picks one of the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, as you as you pick the tiny black mushroom, as soon as you pick it, it dissolves into dust in your hands. As soon as you take it out of the the range of this scorch mark on the on the deck of the ship. When you say dust, like dust is in the sense that you've had some really, really, really old dried mushrooms yes. in the back of your pantry. Yes. yes, really, really old, as if it ages suddenly and crumbles into dust. Well, that's weird. And she uh, finds an empty vial and shoves the decayed mushroom dust uh, into the vial just to see what she can do with it. You can add decayed mushroom dust to your inventory <laughs> if you <Yeah>. so desire. <laughs> Anything for a tiny... Gain on the inventory. Um, I'm going to rule at that point for the, in the interest of expediency. The rest of the journey passes by. With I the, did want to ask one quick thing. I would like yeah. it that when they come up on the thing and start doing that, that's yeah. the moment that like Thrain would double in size, piff Niles at Harry. And I just sort of want to get a quick, because the Tempest Guild have never seen, obviously they don't know Thrain and he's never done that. So I'd just like to see their reactions or hear some of their reactions about that whole sequence. Hmm. Um, Mira gives a, a little clap as uh, as you uh, throw Niles. Ah, that could be very effective for a long-range uh, sudden strike. The enemy would not see it coming. <laughs> nice. Love it. That's funny. Yeah, like, I think Larry just cheers. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Perfect. As the day begins to fade away and night uh, rises... The darkness falling across the deck of the ship. As the moons rise high above into the sky, the twin moons of Nostea, the pale light blue light cast from them illuminates the ship almost in this ghostly, slightly spectral blue light. And as you finish your dinner, head to bed, you find your dreams untroubled by visions, by memories, have a very peaceful, dreamless night's sleep. And you awaken bright and early the following morning to find the airship docking at a large manor house, three stories, with a tower that has been added onto one side. And uh, I should say that the manor house itself has a large area of grounds in the middle of this bustling metropolitan city, Oxenfurt. The back of the manor borders onto a large river that winds lazily through the center of the town itself. And as the airship slowly lowers into the water and docks up against the uh, the dry docks positioned at the back of this estate, you can see the manor house before you. Um, the grounds are lush and well kept. Flower beds, bushes, as well as a, a rather large herb garden uh, positioned around an enormous willow that hangs down across the grounds and over the uh, the edge of the river. The front half of this manor house has been converted into a storefront. You can see a blacksmith's has been constructed. The sounds of a hammer ringing out on an anvil, echoing across the city streets, even uh, overpowering the, the sounds, the susurrus of the city, the hustle and bustle of a city waking up in the morning and getting ready. As you step down off the docks and make your way up towards the manor house, Mira proudly announces as you get towards the, the back door. Welcome home, everyone, and for those of you coming here for the first time, welcome to your new home. This is the Night Hall. And this is where we stay. This is our home, our base of operations, our 
guild hall. And any of you who wish to join us and our ranks, I would love to welcome you as members of the Tempest Guild. This can be your home as well. I understand some of you may have traveled from faraway places, and this doesn't replace your existing homes. This is a new home, an added home. And we are second home. a family. Yes, a second home, or a third home, for those of you who have more than one. The guild members here are like your family. We stand by each other and support each other. We look out for one another. And together, we do our best to investigate things that are strange, things that are unusual, protect people who cannot protect themselves, and as Azua puts it, uh, kick ass. As Mira smiles and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> so, I guess my question is, for our newcomers, who would like to join our ranks? My hand would shoot up straight away. Ember! Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Very excited to see what yeah. uh, what we can do. <laughs> Dave, you were going to say something? Uh, do, uh, do you guys like uh, need, need my ID or anything like that? Uh, no, if you just... Uh, that seems a weird question to ask. <laughs> if you tell us oh. who you are, I, we would appreciate honesty. Yep, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. Mira's going to insight check that. Where's Mira's character sheet? Mira's definitely going to insight check that. Mira's no fool. That's Wiltix's character sheet. Let me get Mira's character sheet open. Oh, mate. Fuck off. Don't worry. She just nods and smiles. Oh, great. Welcome aboard, Harry. Yeah, um, it looks like a net one. It's not a net one, but it's not far off it. <laughs> it's it not far off it. It was only too higher, so let's not get too excited. Uh, grand total of six. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, Thrain, I understand if this is a big decision that you're not ready to make now. You can always make it in the future. I guess my question is, as long as there's food, meads, I'm, I'm pretty happy. And as long as we're figuring, figuring out these, uh, and I point to the stone, as long as we're figuring these out with these ones here, and I sort of gesture to everyone present, I, I will stick around, yes, um, and help to what I can, and look at everyone else and feast! Isn't that correct? <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't we... wait. Where is the kitchen? Uh, yes, uh, the kitchens are inside, but um, there's no need for you to prepare Perfect. food. We we have a, a cook now. Oh! Yes. That's a new development. It's, yes, we do, we're very happy with our new cook. I will come and introduce you, but first we should do the induction. Uh, those new members, come with me and I will take you upstairs. Azua is here. We will get the paperwork all signed and get you your badges. Uh, Lyra and Niles, if you wanted to maybe talk with Hals and uh, maybe look at getting your equipment upgraded, the rest of you can join them in a moment. Oh, yes, just, I wouldn't mind perusing. Just before we, like, everyone sort of splits ways, um, Lyra might try and sort of catch Harry by the back of the collar and just sort of whispering Ooh. in his ear, it's like, the guild will take care of you and give you everything that you need. Steal everything, and uh, you might not leave with your fingers. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Now who's going around threatening people? Hey! <laughs> it's warm. Very protective. She's like, he's my family. 
You, you it's know. all right, Lyra. <laughs> you, you, you and Niles in the guild have, uh, you guys have done a lot for the for the people, and um, I, you don't have to worry about me stealing from you. I believe you. Perfect. Harry, Harry gives her a wink. Nah. <laughs> I believe you. Nice. <laughs> now, um, those of you who are inducted into the guild, Mira hands you paperwork. Um, it merely outlines uh, essentially a legal disclaimer that in the event of your uh. horrific demise or destruction, you don't hold the guild liable. Um, it's a breakdown of how the gold distribution works, how the guild takes fees, and mostly it's a code of ethics to abide by. So, um, Thrain's not reading Thrain's it. Thrain's going to look at it yeah. and sort of try and... Ah! Uh, <laughs> yes, I... This is the menu? Uh, this, <laughs> this, is a, this is a legal document. You don't have to read it now if you want. If you just want to sign Oh, no, I know how it. to read. <laughs> uh, he looks at it and starts scanning it, looking a little, a little flustered. Mira watches you for probably about two minutes and then turns to the last page and points, uh, you sign here if you want. What? Sign? Um, do you have a mark or a symbol or a... Uh, a nom de plume that you use to uh, identify yourself in writing? A what? Uh, maybe like a, a sigil or a rune that sums up you. Oh, a rune, you say? I, I, yes, yes, rune, yes, I know that one. Perfect, if you just make that mark there, or if, if, if the rune is really hard to draw, I, I could give you some help. He, so what do you okay so like yeah. he looks at it, he knows nothing about the, the actual document in front of him but then he actually will do this quite intricate like um Perfect. goliath rune yeah. um but he'll look at everything else and he'll lean into mirror and not let anyone else know this yeah i only know goliath runes i don't actually know how oh, to read common come, come with me i will explain what is on the paper he sort of he sort of looks can we do this not in front of them. Yes, yes, come come to my office. As he looks a little embarrassed as he walks oh, with yeah. Mira. <laughs> Mira takes you away, Thrain, and over the next five minutes explains the document in very, oh, very five clear. I'll need, I'll need more than five minutes. Mira takes 20 minutes and explains the document. <laughs> uh, she doesn't go into the full detail of it, but she I explains I would be everything. asking a lot of questions because I won't understand anything she actually, she's actually saying. Like, tax? What is tax? Um, some Why, money but, that you what? get doesn't stay with you some of it comes to the guild to help keep the guild i don't like, even care about money all i care about is might and power and strength well that's i gave going... all my gold to the, the, my friends i don't care oh well, that's an easy conversion rate then <laughs> she writes that down it's zero <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um perfect. brilliant uh after you are finished when you guys head down to the blacksmiths um you can see that the shop hasn't opened yet a tabaxi is working very hard Cheetah-like spots, very long-limbed and lithe, howls under the earth, uh, introduces herself. She is a very friendly, um, but a little bit um, a little bit short in terms of the way she speaks, um, tabaxi blacksmith. As she looks over some of your equipment, she, you can hear kind of like, this, this is unacceptable. This needs to be swapped out. And who, who fitted this leather chest piece, little rabbit? It was, it was, it was, it was my mum. Ah, well, she did a wonderful <laughs> job, but I think you have grown a bit since then, yes? Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Uh, yes, gotten yeah. bigger and stronger. Your shoulders now very broad, so I will need to adjust this. Um, out of, out of character. Very feels very confident. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any 
uh, standard equipment that you guys wanted to upgrade for um, is done at cost for you by the guild. So if there's any, um, like if you want to upgrade to a breastplate, um, if you wanted to upgrade to um, uh, any of the, the standard um, items, that's easy to do. Uh, and it's done at a slight discount from their normal cost. So uh, mm. is there anyone who's looking to upgrade armor? I'm happy to do armor first if you like. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, let me pull open. Uh, so, uh, Niles, what would you like to upgrade to? Oh, well, I was actually looking at that. I don't actually. I'm, I'm, I get unarmed. I get unarmed bonuses, yeah. so I don't have. Yeah. Yeah, same as me. Yeah. Uh, Harry, I think you were looking at upgrading your armor. Yeah, I was looking to trade in my light armor. Start leather for a breastplate, mini or A breastplate. Normally, a breastplate would cost 400 gold pieces. However, because the guild covers the cost of the materials, it will only cost you 200 gold pieces, which I think you really? guys do bad. have in the combined. Yeah, so, so essentially, the way the guild shop works, because you guys in the previous campaign in Tyranny of Dragons, because you invested in that and actually kept that business running, it is now a benefit to you in this campaign. Um, Hell yeah. Everything you oh, guys wow. do to build up the guild carries forward in each campaign. So the stronger you That's get the awesome. guild, the better stuff you get for the next time around. Um, so, yeah. Harry, uh, I think How, you how much of... can I trade in my um, studded leather for? Like, uh, I, your I... studded leather is worth about 45 gold pieces when it's brand new. Cool. I'd say yours with wear and tear, even with Hal's very generously uh, complimenting your mother's work on your studded leather. Um, probably is still only worth about 40 gold pieces. So you, you were almost there. You only need another 160 gold. 160. Um, uh, Harry doesn't have any gold in his character sheet. He's only got like... I think we have a shared. I think we actually have a shared. Yeah, I think we just put yeah. in a group tab. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 160 yep. for uh, Harry. I can, I can make notes of how much you guys need at the end if you like. I can, I'm happy to sure. do that. So 160p. Yeah. Yes. I already had 110 on my sheet, but I'm pretty sure we've got more than that. So Yeah, you definitely good. do. I can quickly check the log. I, always... I think we got like 400 from it before, and I think even Thrain just said keep it. I always, yeah. I always yep. copy and paste it into the chat, so it will be in the chat. Let me just have a quick look. Um, I think it was about 400 plus um, whatever we had previously. I think, yeah, I think it's even something. Yeah, agreed. We have a look. Here we go. Bags of holding. There was a potion of diminution. Yep. Two potions of heal the giant strength. Elemental gem. Oh, I've got to pull open the chat log because it's too far back. Oh. Unbelievable. How am I ever going to be able to put up with this shit? Here we go. 400 gold pieces um, from the giants. Oh, cool. Okay. So you guys are well and truly okay. Plus your 110 uh, now. So if you want to upgrade that, so you want if you want to quickly add the 400, and then you can keep track of yeah. the positives, and I'll keep track of the negatives, and then we'll balance it out. So was anyone else after uh, any of the? Harry has 10 gold that he's going to add to that from his. 10 pocket. gold. Do you want to take that off now, Dave? And I'll reduce the cost down to 150 GP from the group gold. Cool. Alrighty. Go. Was there anything else anyone else was after? Uh, Ali. Let's do Ali next. Then we'll do Sai. So I guess Lyra is going to be after. Um whatever sort of medium non-metal armor she can sort of get her hands on and a new shield yes she's uh, currently shield, wielding a broken pot lid shield is going to be easy um shield is not a problem at all let me quickly pull open the cost of a shield um a shield is 10 gold pieces so you can get it for five um so that's super easy 
let me just mark that off right now. That's easily done. Um, in terms of uh, medium armor, so the only restriction with druids is that it can't be metal. And it's not that it can't be, it's just druids won't wear metal. But that's okay because Howl's Under the Earth is not just a blacksmith. She has also worked with much more interesting and unique armor sets before as well. And this is really good because this flows nicely on with exactly Ember's question, I'm guessing, Sai. Where Ember kind of, as Lyra calls out, like, I, I, need, it, I need armor, but it can't be made of metal. And Ember's like, oh yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, ah, yes. Uh, yes. Do you have any is... chain made out of bone? <laughs> uh, no chain made out of bone, but uh, I do have this um, this shell armor. It is uh, constructed from a, uh, a large uh, deep sea crab that was uh, fished up. We uh, carved out and made this uh, chitinous shell armor. Uh, it is uh, uh, rather durable, but I should warn you that uh, if it is exposed to too much heat, the uh, outside will turn red. It is blackened at the moment, but if it is to get too hot, it will turn red. That sounds cool as hell. I have one set that is already red if you wanted to look a bit different. Uh, and she, I guess she, I turned to Ember. Hey, this is Rocky for the cool color-changing one. Parchment shears... Parchment shears boulder? Parchment boulder <laughs> shears. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do parchment boulder shears? Go. Parchment boulder shears. Oh. <laughs> Two <laughs> shears. Yep. All right. Parchment, parchment boulder, boulder shears. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ember wins. <laughs> uh, well, would you, you like what, though? Uh, I mean, as cool as the, uh, the one that turns red, could be i think that i'll probably be running a bit hot anyway so if you really want to have the ones that change color i'll go for the ones that stay red that's me easy well um i should warn you it is uh, it is designed similar to a breastplate but it does not look like a typical breastplate it is uh, interwoven strips of this um, chitinous shell that i have bound together uh, it will go over the the outside of what clothes you have i can actually attach it to your existing robes if you like and it also comes with a matching set of uh, pauldrons as well. Hell yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, it is a little bit cheaper to work with because it is not made of metal and it is a bit lighter and easier to cut, but um, it still has a similar level of durability. And uh, I was experimenting with these, so I could not sell them to customers. So I can part with these for 150 gold pieces each. No problem. I guess, you know, we're sort of, she's looking in the bag and just like sort of making sure that like, you know, if she sort of goes with this, that um, everyone else will still be able to sort of afford gear and stuff as well. Now, is there anything else that anyone was after? Um, I, I don't need any armor per se, but I am interested in in other items. Uh, do you have any anything in, in, in any enchanted pieces in your collection? Ah, uh, there has been such a large demand for enchanted pieces in the city. Ever since the giants returned, people have been buying up my stock as soon as I can make it, and Griswold can enchant it. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, he is still behind on the latest batch of things to enchant, and I do not have many items uh, available. I uh, I have a, a sickle that is moon-touched, if that is something you might be looking for. Uh, no, I think I might pass on that. Um... Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any uh, any uh, any defensive uh, trinkets, the rings or, or or the like? 
Ah, oh, they are the most popular, as you can no doubt understand. People looking for magical protection in these times. Uh, but I can make sure that the next patch I produce uh, are things that you are after. I imagine you would be looking for something like a bracers of defense or uh, a ring of defense. Sounds appropriate, uh, no? Yes, that would be that would be most useful. So let me I, make I think it. it goes for all of us, really. Um, you... Well, I can, can try my best to make we'll some bracers. We'll never see another HVAC. I can I can try my best to make bracers of defense for all of you, but five units. Uh, Material costs alone is going to be rather expensive. I am sorry to say. If you were to bring me items that I require, that might make things a little easier. That'd be pretty cool. What items do you need? Ah, for braces of defense, I am going to need... Uh, if you are able to bring me metal braces, that is a good start to help us uh, create the... Uh, or leather, if you prefer. I am also going to need several gemstones. Uh, at least uh, one each for, for each of you. Sapphire or ruby. And I'm also going to need an emerald for each of you as well. An emerald and a ruby? Yes, em emerald and ruby or sapphire, your choice. Uh, the reason I need the emerald is because it is the source of the protective magic. The sapphire or the ruby provides a conduit to allow for the, the protection magic to, to surge. Mm. Uh, your choice on the, on the uh, sapphire or ruby, they both work in the same way. Uh, one just channels heat to achieve the effect, one channels cold to achieve the effect. It is your preference which one you would prefer. Hmm. We'll, we'll keep our eyes out. If you can bring those have... to me, it will be a lot easier and a lot more cheap for me to get them. I was just going to say, if we have the gold now, how much is just the one braces of defense? Um, just thinking we can sort of buff up nails a little bit while we're hunting for gems and stuff. Oh, that is a good question. Let me quickly consult my uh, ledger here to know how much these items are costing. Uh, let me uh, quickly, as the DM, have a quick look. So, sorry, was that so? That was a leather slash metal uh, Depending on what you prefer, uh, just to be the base uh, of the uh, item itself. Uh, brace, uh, braces uh, that have been... I can craft these myself. I just... If, if you were looking to, to try and offset as much of the cost as possible, that would be a way that you could help. Oh, no, no. I, I was just writing down a recipe uh, to keep an eye out for things. I had uh, the, the leather gaunt leather or metal gauntlet. I'd probably prefer a leather if I was to pick. Uh, an emerald and a ruby slash sapphire gemstone. Was there anything else that I needed to keep an eye out for? Uh, that is the main ingredients that we need. The magic oh. itself can be provided by Griswold. That is not a problem. Uh, very good. Very good. Okay, I'll keep an eye out. Sounds hmm. very so, so you will say that this. There you go, you go. You'll say that this Griswold enchants weapons. And items as well, yes. I put down my axe, like, like on the on the table. Um, whenever he can, I would be very interested with him enchanting this. This is. Bit of a family heirloom passed down from, you know, Goliath to Goliath. So I'd love to have this enchanted. And even if we could get some frost magic and stuff in this, that would be great. But I, when it can. Is Griswold back? Uh, no, not right now, which is why I have uh, run out of items, eh? That is why the, uh, there is no more supply coming in of enchanted items, because he is uh, still away. Um, you were asking about the cost of just the braces of defense. If uh, you were not to provide if, if any you had, of them, you, if you had one of them in stock, maybe. I I do not. And uh, if I was to go and purchase all of the items and have it prepared without any offset, you would be looking at about uh, five to six thousand gold pieces. These are these are ex very expensive okay. items. 
We need to find a lot more things. Is that is that per brace? Uh, no, that is for this set. I would not just sell one single bracer. So it's for what a few. What is that, sorry, Dara? They get half an AC. Uh, if you only yeah. have one, if you only have one arm, you could strap it. I could like uh, make the other a little bit larger, and you could wear them as pauldrons of defense. They do not have to be braces; they could be attached to your legs. Could you like split them between two people? Like, do they then get? Or do they? Does the magic work when they're being like in unison? Ah, the magic needs to work with them together. One half, one. Oh, hello, puppy. <laughs> House, um, that's a bit of an unusual sound for you. Oh, there is a... I, I know, I do. <laughs> as the dog barks outside, as the tabaxi rears back. Um, ah, it is this neighbor's, neighbor's dog. It does not like the smell of uh, smell of my forge. Thinks there is a fire. There is a fire, so it is not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. No, one, one bracer has the sapphire, one bracer has the ruby or the emerald. You need... Uh, uh, no, sorry, other way around. One definitely has an emerald, the other one has the ruby or the sapphire. And it is the conduit between the two of them that provides the defense. Well, I think we need to get hunting. Um, oh, also, uh, do you buy back used armor? Of course. Uh, any, as long as it is not too damaged, then I can adjust it or make it... Uh, it's only slightly mushroomy. Only uh, slightly mushroomy. As she picks it's up your mycelium down. chest piece. <laughs> it's like yeah. a living... It's a living mycelium colony, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I... In the same sense that lichen is like a thing. Yeah, I guess I guess it'd be like like a like a, a wood fungus, so it's hardened and it's no longer alive. Mm. Oh, this is a unique piece. Uh, yes, I could buy this back. Um, uh, this armor looks to be similar to uh, leather armor, no? Yeah, yeah, just your normal ass leather armor. It, it kind of it was leather armor to begin with. Um, I the, can I can the, buy the it back for eight armor. gold. I will take that off the price of your things. Ah, please and thank you. Uh, no problem. Well, if that is all that you require. If there are ever any <clears throat> items that you need or request, please get message to me and I will do my best to acquire them for the next time that I see you. Or I will find a way to send them to you. Brilliant. Well, all up, with all of that balanced out, that would only come to 447 gold pieces. All right, we've got the 400. I think Lyra's got an additional 30 in her inventory, which she adds into the pot. Uh, does anyone else have the seven? I have zero gold. <laughs> I, just have, I just have the, uh, Niles just says the 510. Just the, uh, oh, is it five? Yeah. Ah, oh, sweet. For some reason I thought we only had like the 400. Niles, if you could subtract from the group pot 447 gold pieces, all of you may add the armors and items that you have purchased. So for, was it 447? 47. Good. Yeah, like that. And that, what was that for, sorry? Uh, that's for two breastplates uh, yep. and for a shield. Very good. Nice. So normally breastplates are 400 each, so you guys did very, very well. Oh, very good. Well. Fist bump, uh, Ember. Oh, uh, uh, she gives you a fist bump back. Um, well, uh, please, as I said, if there are any items that you need, or also if you come across magical items in your travels, I uh, I also have now expanded my, uh, my shop to do other things as well. I can now identify items that you uh, are unsure about. If you ever find things and you want me to... Uh, peer into and understand how they work, what they are made of, I can do that as well. 
Good to know. Uh, while we're out on our travels, I mean, um, other than sort of, you know, the gems and the leather, um, is there anything like, something like cool that you've come across that like maybe if we keep an eye out for it, if we can oh, find it for I have once made the most beautiful set of dragon scale cloaks for the, uh, the senior members of the guild. A number of them purchased these, these special cloaks from me. I made them from dragon scale. They were truly sublime. I have also always wanted to try working with other exotic materials, so please, if you find any strange materials that are about in your travels, bring them back. I would love to work with them. Well, you, it's a good question. You asked, what do you think of this? And I literally just show my, my hand. Uh, oh. It'd be interesting to see what actually her inside is, actually. She, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As she looks down at your hand, she's going to cast Identify. Um, Jared, you asked the question. I'd like you to roll a d100, please. Sure. 64. 64. You watch as she pulls her hand back as if stung, a little burst of electricity crackling across the surface. Ah! You watch as her fur stands on end for a few seconds as a result of the electricity before she smooths it down. Uh, that was rather unpleasant. I should have given you context, it's uh, giant tech. Ah, um, I should still have been able to learn something about it, but there is something very odd about this item. It feels as if it is incomplete or broken in a way, malfunctioning almost. It's very unusual. Can't feel my fingers. <laughs> she tries to shake out her paw. Oh. Oh, man, I wish we had Tetra now here in Crassus because um, we could, I, I'd be really curious to see what happens if we like stick multiple of them together because they're like kind of magnetic. And she, as she's saying that, she's sort of like hovering it over. Um, Harry's and um, Niles' stones. <laughs> Harry's from, you know, Because they're the only ones in their party from the original stone of... Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I probably will not be touching that again. Even if you were to That's pile fair. a bunch of them up, I worry that it would act like a battery. Lots of them together stacked and I would get larger shock. Can we power something with it, do you reckon? I, but where is this energy coming from? Is it coming from the device? Is it coming from your bodies? Do you know these answers? No. Oh, there was, um, I did have something else to show you, um, not that it's, I was actually probably hoping to speak to Griswold, um, but I, I guess I could show you, see if there's well, any While he's away, yes, I can have a look. Uh, I'm going to pull out the, uh, random metal pieces, the scorpion drone tail spike and the spider hey, drone. nice. Nicely done. <laughs> oh, this is very nice. Uh, this metal, it is a, a strange alloy of electrum, maybe. And brass. This reminds me of Giant Forged. Where did you get these pieces? Uh, well, these uh, were off some of the uh, automations we just uh, encountered in the spire, actually. Um, they seem to come from some sort of giant tech there that was activated uh, uh, unintentionally, I believe, uh, by the Hill Giants. I would buy these off you. I think I had use for these. I could maybe make a weapon or maybe some armor out of these if you Ooh. were to leave them in my care. Oh well, uh, that would be. Uh, I would. I would gladly, I'd gladly give them to you. If you were to give me both, I will happily pay you eighty gold pieces for them both. Nice. Sounds like a sounds like a good deal. She reaches back in and removes eighty of the gold pieces you just gave her, <laughs> handing them straight back <laughs> over. Does ah, Harry is... still have the stone that gave him brain damage? No, it exploded. Yeah, 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 that's how you got the brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Harry doesn't remember, so that's what it does. No, Harry Harry suffered a minor traumatic brain injury from that exploding. <laughs> oh. oh. I think that 
unless there's anything else you think of. But actually, maybe this is a good place to wrap up, because if you think of anything else before the next session, we can then jump in straight away with that. But I think that's the where we'll wrap up for tonight. Yes, Matt. Uh, I was just going to say, um, does that include the cost of the random metal pieces as well? Uh, what, what do you mean? Oh, I just... Um... I just had random metal pieces in the inventory. I just was wondering if, the, if it was just the tail spike and the core that were... Oh, that if you show off the protection. extra metal pieces, how many do you have? Oh, it says I've only got one, and I have a note here that it was worth about uh, 37 copper and 15 silver. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> um, very specific. Oh, I think that was something you recovered from the church in last week. Oh, it was. She'll take it off your hands and give you that gold equivalent. No problem. Yep, great. She's happy to take it. It's metal. She can use it. Um, yeah, sure. It's not the same as the the metal from the constructs, so it's not as exciting for her. But she's happy to happy to take that monetary value. Just the material. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh, this is a nice oh. piece. I could make some sort of jewelry with this. Uh, I uh, I really hope you weren't stripping the copper wires out of this whole church. <laughs> I, I like that, Lara. No. <laughs> I um. I, I, I also go to like give her the bag of silver from the heart stuff that the, the the remnants of the the silver flakes yeah that, that, uh, but then I kind of like think about what happened with the with just then with the crystal that kind of maybe thing yeah just in case I, I hold on to it perfect well cool. I think on that note we will wrap up there and jump in next time. If you guys think of anything you want to purchase, uh, let me know next time. If there's any magic items your characters would want to commission, um, let me know either over the break or at the beginning of the next session and we can roleplay it with uh, Howls Under the Earth and um, sort out your your future magic items. Because yeah, you can you can commission magic items from Howls. She will um, create the item and then get it enchanted for you. It's something she can I do. do. I, I do have a question actually. Um, not to do with items specifically, but I was just wondering in this town if there yeah. are any. Uh, well, actually, this is more of a general question for the culture of this day. Are there any tattoo artists in the city? Yes. Ooh, okay. I always want to get tatted up. Um, I would yeah. say specifically, specifically, um, Oxenford is one of the better places to go in Oceania because it is a okay. port town and a trading hub with a lot of the Maloran orcs, a lot of the floating uh, cities. Cool. And the floating cities, I mean, every every Maloran orc tattoos their story, tattoos their family legacies on their skin. Um, yep. They are, yeah, I mean, they, they've turned tattoo art into a, a whole genre of fine mm. art. It is its own specific art. Um, yeah, I would say that you would not have to look hard down along the docks to find at <clears> least <throat> one or two Maloran orcs who would tattoo you. Awesome. Um, where, if you were looking you for tattooed? enchanted tattoos... And magic That's tattoos. What I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, hey. You definitely could speak to uh, a Maloran orc tattoo artist. Um, especially, they they might not have all of the supplies and the designs. Yep. But if you if there's designs you're after, um, let me know and we can we can speak about that. And you can uh, sure. I'll look into uh, that. There'd, there'd be places you can purchase them as well as the ink to, to get them tattooed. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have a think about that one. And how would tattoos work on your feathers? I'm going to rule maybe that it's like tattooed into the follicles of your feather, of your feathers. Mm -hmm. Or a lip yeah. tattoo. I think yeah. that, that works. Yeah. Or maybe it's maybe it's just on the skin, but it shines through the feathers every time you activate it. I'll have a think about that. I'll work on that too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. It has been lovely seeing all of your lovely faces again. We will be back, not next week but the week after. 
So thank you so much once again for joining us. If you're watching us on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to go raid another lovely channel. In fact, I can tell you right now who we're going to go raid. We're going to go raid. Let's go raid Fantasy Forged. Why not, hey? I don't think we've got anyone we need to raid Fate's Gripper playing Baldur's Gate 3, but Fantasy Forged are playing DD, so let's go raid them, hey? Um, for those of you who are watching us on YouTube or on Spotify, podcast platform of your choice, thank you so much. Please, if you have a spare moment, hit that subscribe button, thumbs up button, chuck us a comment, leave a review if you're feeling especially generous, if you feel like a bloody legend. It really helps us out as we get closer and closer to that 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. The cool thing about YouTube subs is they're absolutely free. All it costs you is a left mouse button click. So do consider it if you, if you have a spare moment. But until then, until we see you next time, stay safe, stay warm, and we'll see you all again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.